It's a dumb show about sports. In town because Arizona State traveled to play Georgia in Athens. And I forgot who I was talking about. They were talking about Arizona State football. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm a huge uh, Terrell Suggs fan. Like, he's yeah. one of my favorite, yeah. uh, you know, defensive players in the whole NFL. And I was talking about him setting the, the sack record in college. And they were like, wait, are you, are you from Arizona? How do you, how do you, how do you know, know all this? I'm like, um, they put it on ESPN. Uh, yeah, you know, the sport. Y'all heard of sports there? <laughs> like, I, I know who, who's on that. And uh, I was old enough to know. Like, matter of fact, back in those days, Georgia wasn't that good, so we watched a lot of other football. Yeah, we watched like all the now, teams we wish were. Exactly. Like, now, I pretty much only watch Georgia football because that's enough for me. Yeah. But back in the fucking, you know, 9-3, and 8-4 and four days, like, yeah, I was watching a lot of Texas games. When it was Mark Rick blowing every big game, yeah. you had to watch other stuff to get that satisfaction. And also back then, there wasn't an, like, Alabama. Like, you had several teams that were that. Like, you had Miami, you had Ohio State, you had Texas, uh, you know, and Florida. Like, there was a, there was more of a, it wasn't as homogenized as, like, there was a bunch of fucking blue chip powerhouses. No, I but yeah, miss that. I do too. I mean, I love that we're the, the, yeah, the thing. I know, it's like, that's the trade off. Do you yeah, want there like, to be more powerhouses? Yeah. Or, or are do you, you want cool to be the thing? For the first time in your life, you're that. You're that. Yeah. And now people are coming for you. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm, we were actually talking about it in my group text with Smart Mark, Drew, and Trey about how, like, it's been very hard for me to accept this new type of Georgia hate that there is now because, like, it is new because we're the guys now. And it's like, we haven't changed at all. It's just that we hit now. I mean, we've changed in terms of how we hit. Yeah. But, like, now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, yeah, fucking Georgia fans. I'm like, I didn't hear none of this for years. It's just you hate us because we win. Hey, I've been the same. I was just sadder. Like, yeah. I've been the same I mean, the you, whole time. You know me, and I'm this way in the other group. Like, I'm like, if you guys... If you, because they get mad at me because I still never believe in this, and I was like, "Listen, guys, I was like, I was conditioned under Mark Rick, which is like at that time Georgia was like Moses in the sense of we were allowed to walk to the promised land, but we were never there. allowed to get there. You got to see and I was like, else walk, right? And so every year I'd get my fucking hopes up, and eventually you get conditioned to be like, we're gonna get close, and then we're not gonna win. And I was like, I frankly, I thought that one national championship would cure me of that. It didn't. I think two probably will, but I don't know. Like, it's conditioning. How long does it take? It's conditioning. And so I was like, I told him, I go, if you guys want me to start acting like how Alabama fans act, you're not going to get that from me. I'm never going to be the guy that just goes, we're fucking going undefeated this season. I'm never going to be that guy. I mean, again... If we won, like, five or six in ten years, like Alabama did, maybe. Well, <clears throat> to me, it's it's similar to the conflict of, uh, all right, so you start a small business, and everybody can agree, small businesses are great, good, great, great. But then, flash forward, they're if Walmart. you're too successful, they're Walmart, yeah. and then you're evil. Yeah. It's like, at what point do you say, no more success for me, yep. I'm good here. Gotta like, stay right here. But also, if you just keep accepting, and you keep doing the things that require, you know, things that are required to get that more success... You kind of start becoming Alabama. And of like, course. What if in ten years from now, if Georgia wins six out of the next ten, and we're hating. you and I might be sitting here being assholes, being the being like, we would shit. never be like that. Uh-huh. But we turn into Walmart. We yeah, we were mom and, and pop. And, and like you said, it's like what? Where's the line? Well, like, well like, is it where three? Do, like, is it five? How yeah. many rings? Like and how many? Years? Like where do you go? Okay, guys, this company is as successful as we need it to be. We can't accept any more success. And like everybody knows. 
when you stop trying to grow, you you fail. Yeah. Like you can't just go. We're good with this. Like you have to grow because you know that you're going to have some setbacks and you have to like compensate well, for that. At, at any point that you stop. By the growing, way, fuck Walmart. Yeah. Of but, course, but but it went, but as Nate Bargassi said, they're just a mom and pop store that got their shit together. Exactly. <laughs> so like, if Uncle Bod turned into like right now, it's a one gold gym. You know, it's a couple people running. Yeah. If it turned into where it was publicly traded. Like at you what point? Now. At what point do I become an asshole? Right. I don't know. You didn't do no. no I know, but I know that I'm not going to just. Stop but I'll ta- but I'll tell you as, this: as it's getting close, when you start becoming as successful as Walmart, something turns off in your brain about giving a shit what everybody thinks. It's like in Game of Thrones when fucking Tywin Lannister. He was his son was upset because some of the village people were talking shit about him, and he was like, "Son, a lion doesn't concern himself with the opinion of sheep. The sheep. Like you don't, you you, you don't, don't give care. a fuck. Who? Well, of think, course they hate you. You're a fucking lion. So I think I'm, I've been conditioning myself to have the opposite outcome because I have already at 36. I don't give a fuck in those ways that that, build, that rich people don't give a fuck. Like yeah, right, and, me too. <laughs> and so now all I got to do is get the money. Yeah, right. You know, I. I already don't give a shit what my Aunt Donna thinks, my Aunt Dina. That's a two different aunts that I don't give a shit that <laughs> yeah. they think. Um, they think separate but equal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's identical twins? Yeah, they yeah. have separate thoughts, and then it's fraternal But it twins comes to the same that end. have separate but equal thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were talking about Dobbs earlier. I want to talk about your Dobbs and Titans, but are we required to talk about the Jags at any specific like increments because I know that contractually we have well, to Well yeah are they, are they playing today? Yeah they're winning right, right now. now. But Who are they winning? playing? They're, oh they're playing the Cowboys? They're up by like 30. No no they're beating the, they're beating the shit out of the Texans right now. Oh right. It's been a yeah. fun game. To yeah just, the Texans had one more in them and it was against the goddamn Titans. Yeah. <laughs> but the fucking uh, the Dobbs question earlier you mentioned Dobbs versus Malik Willis. Uh-huh. Um, I think from watching Dobbs's one start and you know he's like a super brilliant guy. Oh yeah, he's an astro yeah. or aeronautical engineer. Yeah, like Goodwill like Hunting shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the first thing I know, and I'm sure that's what makes this happen. It's the process, his quick processing, and also he's been in the league for several years as a backup. But it's like still the same age as Stetson. It is a different. He is. <laughs> he really is. Uh, 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 Lamar and Stetson are the same age. That is that's the one of the most mind fucky things I've ever heard. Anyways, go ahead. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, Stetson Bennett, born two months apart. If Lamar went back to college this year, though, Stetson's beating his ass. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever's better than Stetson, <laughs> that's how you know he's going to beat him. Yeah. Are you better than me? I don't I got care. Yeah, because Stroud is better. They're all better. <laughs> Stroud is Bryce better by Young a is better. mile. Dude, that's Bri- the point. Bryce Young is going to be a fucking Uh-oh. Texan next year. Brady, Brady to Evans again. Matter all of right. fact, the, yeah. so this game, this is it. for So the, the Buccaneers and the Panthers... It's coming down to the wire on who gets to go to the playoffs. They are going to win their division with a losing record, and yep. they're going to host some team that's really good. And you know who it is going to be. Cowboys. I'm just saying you know who's going to win this game. Oh, yeah, Brady's Brady's in. Brady's going to win. Yeah, for sure. And he's going to win the fucking Super well, Bowl. I did see him lose an overtime game this year, which I feel I know, like that's, that's crazy. That's never happened. Brady lose an overtime game. Were you talking about Dobbs, game? though? I keep interrupting you. Oh, yeah, Dobbs. Uh, the difference in him and Malik Willis, it's it's like watching Eyebrows. two different positions. Well, yeah, Malik, <laughs> head, they weigh him down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all the body hair. Yeah. Uh, so just look at, without even watching the game, if you look at their stat line, You'll see Dobbs attempts like 30 passes, 35 right. passes. Malik Willis only attempts like 11 passes, 12 passes. Now, they do call plays a little bit differently based on this, but the main reason for that is 
Dobbs gets the ball out within a second or uh-huh. two every passing play, or he gets you know that's what a smart goes, person he does goes through his proceed through his procession, progression. Yeah, right. And he goes one, two, three, four. Check down, no, nope. yeah. And so that's uh, Malik Willis. Even though they might call twenty five passing plays, it takes him so long once he goes to oh my first guy's not open. Uh, uh, where's my next guy? By the time and he gets that second guy, he's got to run. You yeah, know, right. either he gets hit or he's got to run and right. scramble. So the difference when you see a quarterback come in, usually it's a rookie or it's like a, a totally un- inexperienced guy from a small college. Even Tebow, when he came in the league, he just hold on to the ball. Yeah, because he's like, I got my feet. So like, I actually think that like, even if Malik Willis was say nine for fourteen for you know a touchdown and his stat line looked better, the fact that Dobbs is attempting 32, 35 passes. He's getting the ball out on passing plays. How he's he's running the offense the way an NFL offense is supposed yeah, to. Yeah, right. Run. So the the fact that if you go one Mississippi to Mississippi, Dobbs has gotten rid of the ball or he's running. Malik Willis is still on his first fucking read. Right. And that's why I think not only is Dobbs a, a different level, Dobbs is going to win some playoff games. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're going to get in. He's going to win some playoff games. I mean, we got to beat the. Jags! Oh, he's going to beat the shit out of the Jags, dude. I don't know. The Jags are pretty tight right now. No, the Jags do not have a a chance against uh, Josh Dobbs. (laughs) Been saying it all year. You put Dobby in. They just picked him up off the street, right? Like, he wasn't even on a team. It's not like he was on the the team. No, he was on uh, Chicago's practice squad, I think. Or, Or was it? No, he was with the Steelers. And then I think he was on the Chicago Bears practice squad. They picked him up. It's kind of like a. Uh, it's not the same as the Baker Mayfield situation, but yeah. like it's pretty close in that they got him off the practice squad, and five days later they were like, "You're starting." You're starting Obviously, Baker was a, a more quick turnaround, but like yeah. it's similar. Where like he was living in a completely different fucking state, and then came in. Well, I think the, the more that they give these, like Geno got his chance, and now you see Josh Dobbs. They're they overcorrect so much. So remember, it used to be you had to be a pocket passer. Yeah. Like you have to. And if you run, that's bad. You don't ever want to scramble or run. Um, and then they started overcorrecting the other way where they just, okay, running quarterbacks, just run around. But the, the real value in a quarterback, like a young quarterback who can run around who's fast, it's not that he can, like, run a bunch of quarterback sweeps or, like, you know, quarterback Yeah, keepers. his receivers can get open. It's, it's because, you know, I was talking about the get the ball out in one Mississippi, two yeah. Mississippi. It just gives him a little bit longer clock. Yeah, right. So, like, when Lamar was a rookie, he couldn't go through his progressions like he does now. Now yeah. Lamar can go one, two, three, four, Well, I mean, four, how, many, how many times did Mahomes or Josh Allen have a completely busted play where the receiver wasn't open? They take off, yeah. a safety comes up, and all of a sudden they can dump yep. one over. And, and so that's what it, – it, it adds to that clock, that ticking clock of your offense is – your play is done, but if your quarterback can keep going, you can extend to a new play. Of course. Um, but that that's the difference. Well, it's to me. easier for a receiver to get open in that situation because a cornerback mm-hmm. can only back up so much, and yeah. then eventually, if he sees a quarterback running, his instinct is going to be fucking go get him. He's, yeah. he's running. But what the difference is, like say with Malik Willis in there, is he's not like buying time to go through his progressions or to he let just the guys slow. get open. He's just like he can't get through it, and he's panicking. Yeah, you know? right. And that, when you see the quarterbacks panicking and just immediately looking back at, like, they stop looking downfield at the reads and they just look at the linemen around them, that's what Malik Willis does. Dobbs never looks at the line. He looks at the receivers down the field, and if it's not there, he gets rid of it. So I think he's not only going to be the starting starting quarterback for the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs, 
Tannehill's gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dobbs has got it. I mean, this I, is this is the year of kicking the tires on older on, on quarterbacks that didn't come out hitting and going. What about? Because Geno's changed the whole landscape, yeah. and I love it. Like because of Geno. They're, I mean, uh, Gino, you got fucking uh, uh, Colt McCoy. Colt <laughs> like, McCoy. Yeah, I mean. Trace McSorley, baby. Yeah, like, dude. Kicking the tires. Like, if Fitzmagic had hung on just two more years, th- it would be the time. Buddy, he's got his, uh, who's the new Fitzmagic? We were just talking about this a little well, I mean, ago. Is it Gino? No, no. Because Gino's not, not a journey. Gino doesn't, well, Gino doesn't do wildly irresponsible yeah, passes as much. I think it was maybe Heineke is the new yeah. Fitzmagic. I would love to see Tua be the new Fitzmagic, but oh. He can't stop getting, what, so what is it about Tua I, that makes him more susceptible to getting his shit right? He falls bad. Dude, I was going to say. He can't fall. No, I was walking this morning, for, as I walk and think about Tua, every Sunday morning, and I was replaying his concussions in my head, and even his injuries back to college, he falls. It's all about how he falls. It, every single time, like his, you watch a hundred sacks of a quarterback. Yeah. None of them have their heads like once their shoulders hit, their heads don't snap they down hit the ground. Yeah. But when Tua's shoulder hit, yeah. his head just goes totally yep. limp and I, hits the ground. That's what I was thinking about the other day because I was watching this most recent hit and I was like, I've seen a hundred quarterbacks take that same hit all year and none of them had a concussion. And I'm not, I'm not calling him an idiot or nothing, but like he needs to learn to fall better. Well, remember when people gave Aaron Rodgers shit because he was. It was either Aaron Rodgers or Brady, one of the two goats, um, yeah. and they were they were basically saying, "Well, when I get hit, I just fall the right way." That's why. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's true. Like, it's like a paratrooper. You got to take the hit. Yeah. And to a college and in pro, he's so tough. He will still lower his shoulder, but yeah, but like but he's not getting him. hit in the head. It's hurting. That's hurting him. Yeah, his mentality. But like he, when he gets to, when he's going to fall, he needs to just tuck it. Of course, like tuck his head, tuck your head. But he just sprawls out because like he's not, dude. He's not even getting hit as much as Joe Burrow is. But like, but he like every time it's like his neck is spring loaded or something. It's, wild. it's like a bobblehead, and it just slams the ground because again, he's not getting hit in the head. He's getting hit and then falling Which, on his head. It's almost the opposite of uh, you remember when Tebow played and like he was t- the worst quarterback. Yeah, but you couldn't tackle him in a way that hurt him. You yeah, know, right. Like, he's huge every up time, here. He was just like boxy. You take him down and he just kind of like it all hits the ground gradually. Like his muscles just hit his other muscles. Yeah. Well, Tua just fought. He turns into, uh, you know the little dolls that like the puppet, you make yeah. them dance and then you, you, you push the, the button. You push the button and this, they go into limp strings. Yeah. yeah. That's what Tua, as soon as you yeah. hit him, the button goes into a yeah. limp He's a rock'em sock'em robot. Rock'em sock'em Tua. Yeah. It's so bizarre though. But like, like it's Is there a coach for that? I don't, I mean, dude, he, he, just watch your own film, dude, because like it's, ooh, but, okay, nah, so damn, they have, they dope. have these like quarterback gurus that go through the footwork and going through your progressions and making sure your shoulder blades are going through the right way. Why don't they have a falling co- or they a getting hit coach? The get back guy should double his get hit coach, yeah. Hit, yeah. Here's how to take a hit. Because, I mean, there's literally no other explanation for it because he hasn't, I mean, and I'm not, I don't have the stats in front of me right now. I just know that the Dolphins' offensive line isn't as bad as the Bengals' offensive line, and it isn't as bad as, you know, there's no, several. No, last year's Dolphins' O-line was, on paper, historically terrible. But, but they're this not year's, this year. This year's is not. But they're the Bengals are the worst The Bengals the are the worst Yeah, right. The and, um, and Burrow, again, he's getting hit a lot, but he fucking falls right. Well, apparently a lot of that last year, though, the Dolphins, was to a kind of – 
doing what we were talking about earlier. Last year, he took too long and he panicked. And so, a lot of the sacks Offensive line can only hold you for so long. But then this year, two is getting rid of the ball quicker, and the O-line is protecting better. Nice pick that they just lost yards on that. Well, Deshaun's going to get another victory, by the way. He's he's throwing dimes to Peoples-Jones today. You know why? Peoples-Jones scouting report coming out of college is like big, strong, but soft hands. Yeah. Who do you think Deshaun's going to connect with on the whole team? Soft hands. Big, strong, soft-handed <laughs> motherfuckers. Donovan Peoples. I want to Sounds like him. a Jamaican masseuse to me. Donovan Pickles-Jones. <laughs> yeah. he got pickle fingers. Like Every finger is just a big old Is Peoples-Jones a Meta World Peace name, or is that his real name? That's his real name. I guess he, one of I don't mean that in any bad way. It's no, just no. that Peoples-Jones sounds like it could be made up. Like The Rock named a kid. Like, yeah, yeah, the Donovan, Peoples, the, the Peoples-Jones. Peoples yeah, it's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah, no, when, just, but when I hear a truly great name, I'm like, there's I'm, I'm so conditioned that in Hollywood, if there's a great name, it's like, they grew up Mike Skaminsky, yeah. but, you know. Or like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was really just yeah. Ben Sims. And yeah. like, oh, I want this four more names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one kid, Rogers Cromarty, you remember the, the cornerback? So really you remember know. Antonio Cromarty? He played yeah, at yeah, State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Pro Bowl cornerback. Yeah. He played for the Jets. He played for a bunch. He played for almost as many teams as he had illegitimate children. No <laughs> lie. Um, but he was like a big NFL star, and he had this like – like a distant cousin who was in college at some small school. Well, he wanted to use that Cromarty name to get drafted. Yeah. So he literally changed his name to Dominic Rogers Cromarty. Nice. And said that he was Dominic Rogers. And Did he, he get drafted? Do- got drafted. Nah, hey, and he, had, he played for a few years for the I Cardinals. I mean, but like, the most famous example of this is Joe Theismann's name yeah. is really Theismann. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. It's marketing. I mean, it's built in. Did he end up winning it? Theismann? Yeah. I don't know if he, he did. No, though. I think did he? Either way, it got him more votes. It's beautiful. Though. Yeah, I yes. wish Meg was in here producing. God, we need a producer. I don't remember so him bad. being in any of the commercials, and you think he would be in the Heisman House? In the Heisman House, like yeah. yeah, he's still. It's not like he would say Surely no to that not. shit. He hadn't said no to anything since '92. Uh-uh. Hell no. Oh, speaking of '92, I forgot I got a gift for you. Uh oh, Christmas gift. Oh my god. Hey, so is it Lemke? It's not for Amber, but trust me, she'll like it too. David Justice. (laughs) Oh, the big squirt. She'll like it too. (laughs) Yeah, she will. Frank Tom. It's a 93 vintage. Where did you get that antique store? Antique store, New York. Oh, this is phenomenal. I found some. Oh, I got my dad. You know, I saw him at the airport. I know, dude. That's why. So. It all hit me perfectly. I've never known someone with someone quicker. This oh, is yeah, then it was Frank Thomas. I was like, that's Big Hurt right there. Big Hurt and the big unit, Randy yeah. Johnson. You Those know. are the two most high. Yeah. That's him. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen people at the bait shop that look like the big <laughs> unit. But I've never seen anyone that looked like the big I guarantee the big you, hurt. they're not as skinny as the no, big unit. that's true. Uh, check out this baseball statue I found for Dad. Oh, that's Look how sweet, vintage old. It's got the ump, the catcher. But, dude, in the travel back, since we had to take a fucking that's car off. bro. The, oh, you can the super bat, that. Yeah, do you have you, a hot glue or yeah, Amber glue? does. Okay. Because yeah. I need to put the, the bat thing. on there. We got Gorilla Glue just for that. And I was thinking I could do this. Did I send you what Randy Johnson's doing now? Yeah, he's an NFL sideline photographer. Like, loves it. Yeah. Like, really good at it. And his it. logo is the exploded bird. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. That. Yeah. That's weird because he always got mad when people asked him about it, but I mean, lean in. But so he, he started his own company, like yeah. this Randy Johnson and Cor- I forgot the name of it, but the logo of his company 
is the dead bird. Yeah. Um, but he's like he's probably here in this game right here yeah. on the sideline. And I was looking into it because like being a piece of shit like I am, I immediately was like, oh god, was Randy Johnson hurting for money? But it turns out it's just like I mean everybody that plays ball still does something afterwards. Most people do analyst shit, and he he just has a passion for photography. Well, and was like, why not? It's I guess whether it's just growing up because we were not rich people yeah or you think you do whatever. that and then you're but done you, you, you just think that okay why you're, would you work you're a millionaire nothing again but like yeah. they still want to do, do so stuff. like your life doesn't end like they retire when they're 32 38 like and what's better than being on the sidelines at every game at every and game. getting paid for it and if you really like taking pictures like yeah get paid for it motherfucker. I used to think the same thing too about the analysts I was like man they they must be really hurting for money if they're yeah. sure. but it's like you you start making all that NFL money, but your career is only so long. Yeah, and, and you, you get, get used, used to, to that lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, you get yeah. used to a lifestyle where my mortgage happens to be ninety two hundred a month. Yeah, right. I've got twelve cars. Yeah, so and, I know, still need to make the money. Yeah, I, I don't have to make eight million a year, but I need to make a million a yeah, year. Yeah, it's to, like, like I could retire and live like a decent, normal person, or I could keep working and continue to live like a baller. Yeah, like I'm, you think Uncle Shay Shay wants to quit hitting? Like, Hell no. You think Chris Collinsworth was ready to go back to just being like a grocery store guy? No. no. <laughs> but like they didn't get paid that much in the eighties in the yeah, NFL. Right. You can't just be rich. For 20 or 30 yeah. more years. Yeah, again, but, if you wanted to retire, you totally could. Yeah, and live a normal... But you can't ball yeah. anymore. He couldn't eat steaks without Michael no. as much as he you got. You, you want to ball, but yeah, no, you're right. But like, for dude, being a sideline photographer, like, that's cool as fuck. But you want to talk about balling? Um, and I'm sure you've experienced this before with all your travel, but um, when you have a flight that's, say, 2000 bucks and it gets canceled, and then you have to rent a car instead yeah. and you save $1,900. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, you eat like a motherfucking Rockefeller that Absolutely. night, Absolutely. It's like, we got to drive back in the snow from Syracuse to fucking Atlanta. Me and Meg ate the finest dinner we've of ever had. And we still came out with a profit. You of know? course. Yeah. But, my equivalent to that is... Uh, every now and then I will I'll decide that I'm going to get to a city early before a show like a day early and I'll go to the airport and they'll come over the thing and they're like anybody with a flexible travel schedule uh, if you wouldn't mind getting on a later flight we will compensate you with a hundred dollar Amazon gift card well I'm not going for the hundred dollars wait wait back nobody goes up there they keep going and I sit there play hardball I play hardball like I'm at an auction or whatever and finally, I'll go, that's okay. That's the number that will make me not care if I have to leave tomorrow. Yeah. One time, I was I was like, I do have a flexible travel schedule. I technically don't have to leave tomorrow. I ended up getting an $800 Amazon gift card, which you can use just like a credit anything, card. Yeah, credit it's card. just money. Yeah, just like a credit card. And uh, Well, is there anything Amazon doesn't sell? Yeah. So you can buy anything? No, 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 no. Excuse me. It wasn't an Amazon gift card. Oh, it was, it was, a, Visa it was card? a Visa gift card. That's yeah. just money. It was a Visa gift card. They had. They were like, you can get an Amazon or a Visa one. I'm like, well, I'll fucking do this. Anyways, they were like, well, when do you want to fly out? I was like, just send me out in the morning. It's fine. I didn't have to be there tomorrow anyways. So free flight, you know. It's and yeah, so perfect. probably yeah. ate a steak that night. Well, and I, I did feel... I felt like such a fancy. I felt like the king of fucking Syracuse. You're the king at night. But uh, my a little bit of our redneck showed up. I, I feel like, and you tell me this too, because you've been to nicer restaurants, maybe in other cities. But you know where they uh, the lobster is so nice, where they like come out and they'll cut it out. Like they give you yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. tail. Like you don't even have to work. They're like, do you want me to cut the meat out for you? And of, of course, course you, every time Why you do. You? I'm not so savage. Meg got him to cut out the meat, but like I eat my steak. She eats hers. I'm like, hey, give me those, give me those tails. And as the when the bartender comes back, 
I'm like fingers. Sucking. No, yeah. I'm fingers up inside of. It. I'm like, there's another little piece of a meat up there, and I think she was just like, oh, you've you've never had the people cut the lobster out for you. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you've never had lobster left in the tail, have yeah, you? Like, right. I thought you were gonna tell in my my uh, sort of queer brain, I was like, you've got for a stock, you're gonna bring it home and make stock with it. <laughs> But I yeah, should have. See, like, this is the difference between me and you and people like my wife, Amber. Amber would be like, we just saved 1900 bucks. Let's put that in the bank. Let's have that for later. And I'm like, no, these are moments where you get to be the king for a day. You're a king you, for a little you're, while. Uh, you get to, well, I would rather be a king for a day than, oh, in three months, we've, uh, what, I, I'm I mean, king for a day. Unless you were like, Genuinely on the verge of yes, all of this course. bankruptcy of and course. just losing everything. But we're but not. Like, we're but fine. But if you, if you are comfortable or whatever, if you are financially not dying, yeah. If you just save two thousand bucks on parlay it, and you don't at least eat a hundred dollar dinner, yeah. like you're not being, you're not buying a two thousand dollar right. dinner. Parlay it. Get a couple steaks. Get, get a couple steaks and put down like on a hundred dollar bed on like a plus one thousand game. Like why not? You know what I mean? It happens. Like imagine if I'd put a hundred on that on that Saudi game, I would have literally won like ten thousand. How much did you win on the Saudi game? I won, uh, I won a hundred on a five dollar bet. So mm. if I'd have bet a hundred, I would have won a lot of money, a shit fuck pot of money. But I mean, of course, but I you didn't. knew that was a lot. Because yeah, I, well, I'm just saying, like, you don't mind. Like, I'll bet five dollars on a plus two two thousand five or twenty five hundred. You know, because it's fucking five dollars. But, like, if for some goddamn reason I'd been, like, 100 on these oil sheiks, you know what we would have done? We would have got fucking steaks that night. I'm not putting that in some low-yield no, bullshit. those are the perfect times for that. And, like, I think you said this, you're king for the day. Yeah. But, like, you have to take those, because you don't get those a lot in uh-uh. life, where it's just, like, uh, and a gift card is a great, say, say you uh, buy a flight, or say you buy something nice, and you don't get cash refund, but then they give you, like, a $600 gift card to a thing. You You're got, the king of that Best yeah, Buy or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. It's it like almost my, makes you want to take the Amazon one because I'm like, well, I can't just put that in the bank. I yeah, have to I buy have all to the shit at it. Amazon. It goes back to, I, I know I used to tell you about this, my, my dream scenario, which eventually I'll write the movie or maybe it'll just Dave and Buster's coupons. Uh, it's, it can be Dave and Buster's Applebee's, but it's basically the, uh, you know, the eccentric rich uncle that you didn't know about yeah. and then they die and they leave you. Twenty million dollars, but it's Juju all Schuster's Juju Schuster's uh, billions. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. nice. Oh, 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 oh he got oh, it back. He, no, I thought. Oh, I thought he tapped it back in. Hang on, Paul. We got a controversial toe tap. We do. By the way, uh, I'm not pro pussification of football. I am pro. We shouldn't directly hit people in the head. But let me tell you right now, that one two. Michigan got fucked yesterday. Like, if targeting is a real thing, that was targeting. That was bad. That, but who deserved it more than Michigan? Spirit of the game. Yeah, I agree, game. spirit of the game. But spirit of the game is normally not on targeting. It's normally on, like, pass interference. Like, something – that wasn't really – that wasn't subjective. Like, if you in, – in a game that wasn't a playoff game, in any fucking game, they would call that targeting. Yeah. And a lot of people would get mad at it, but they'd fucking call it. I mean, but if targeting is a rule, that was the definition of, of targeting. That was, that was what you show in film. I couldn't believe film. when they said that it I was blown away because I was sitting there. Like, I hate Michigan, but they were, the football fan in me was still like, holy shit, the game's not over. Free football. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, they got fucked. But I'd rather play but, TCU in the championship oh, than too. Michigan, so I'm uh, happy about this. Well, just because it's more fun colors. Yeah, 
I've already seen and, us play those colors. And, like, I don't know, when we beat the shit out of TCU, if we do, people are going to be like, yeah, it's TCU. But Michigan is like, you know, they're a historic franchise. They're blue blood. They're blue blood. So, like, that's going to – we beat Harbaugh in Michigan, like – but like you but know, we already beat Harbaugh, Michigan last year. You know, that's true. That Thanos's head has been chopped. That's true. We've had a good run. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Well, the Stetson movie is coming to its final chapter, and some weird shit's gonna happen. Did you see all the Stetson jokes last night? What were on they? Twitter? No, well, my, I, I literally went to bed right after the game. So my favorite one was someone said. Someone tweeted, great handoff by Stetson there, and someone retweeted it and said, just like he'll hand you the keys to a brand new car at Stetson Bennett's Kia of Norcross. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's so fucking true. Yeah. And then somebody tweeted, they said, they said, you know, most, <laughs> most players, most quarterbacks start to fizzle in their 30s, but not Stetson Bennett. <laughs> like they were just, but most Crushy. of them, most of them were very specific about him having a car dealership in Norcross. He will. I know he will. It, Everybody they, else does. They were perfect. Like even Georgia fans were retweeting like, this is true. We don't need him to go to the pros. We don't give a fuck. He's a legend as he is. Like, dude, I mean, there's I part, don't want him to go to there, the there's a part of me that if I'm that type of guy would take that over going to the pros and kind of fizzling out. Because, like, don't get me wrong, yes, you get your signing bonus, and that's great. But then you go to the pros, and it's like, yeah, he was a wash in the pros. Or you just don't go. Your last thing you ever did was go back-to-back championships, and you just get Aaron Murray-level pussy the rest of your life and sell cars. And you only have to sell the cars. But Your name's just on the thing. But here's the thing. That that you're describing is something that people think he can do. Yeah, right. He only does shit that people think he can't, can't do. do. That's true. Everybody knows he can do that, and he does too. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody thinks he yeah. can go to the NFL, yeah. so he'll do that. Yeah. Now, if he's a backup for one season, to me, that's a successful career in the yeah. NFL. But he's going to get drafted now. Like, he's you know what I think? Gonna get drafted. He's going to be the new Harry Potter in the reboot. Well, I hope that... They do a Harry Potter reboot, so I can watch it and pretend like it's the first one because I've never seen the old ones. And if it's Stetson, I'm good. What about that guy last night saying that they they got to make a movie about Stetson because they made about one about Rudy and he Rudy was slaw. Slaw. <laughs> slaw. Rudy was slaw. It, I've thought about what that means, and it's there's slaw. no way that it, he isn't slaw. He's slaw. Whatever definition like, you have of slaw, he's slaw. Where it's like. You of course slaw is good and you like it, but there shouldn't be a restaurant about slaw. Yeah, there's not a whole movie about, about slaw. slaw. Yeah, and like it's a great bit. When people think about food, they don't think slaw. Yeah, like, I mean I love slaw, but you great. can't. But if a restaurant just has good slaw and that's it, I'm not going. Oh my pop papa's calling me. Uh oh, you mad? No, no, no. I actually I got to pee though. Can we do a pee pee story? Yeah. Actually, there. you just tell Paul about your uh, Frank Thomas or something. Yeah, it's at thirty minutes. I'll cut it. No, I won't. I don't know, Paul. What do you think? Um, well, that, how wild was that, Paul, last night? With I don't know if you like actually were looking at the clock because we were all joking about how like, oh yeah, Georgia won at midnight, but like literally, I saw the side by side cams in real time. It the, it was literally called wide left the second the fireworks went off in New York, and I like. I do not believe that – well, I mean, I think sports are rigged to a certain degree. Like, there's certain things where they're like – but it's like systemic rigging where they're like, hey, let's change this rule because it helps quarterbacks like Brady. Like, I get that. But, like, as far as them, like, planning out actual games, I mean, it's just, to me, ridiculous that you can think that you can leave a game of pure chance up to rigging and and, and scripting like that. 
Basketball may be a little bit easier, but not football. However, if they are rigging games, then yesterday's college football playoffs is 100% the greatest rigging of games that has ever been. That writer's room was a legendary writer's room. It was like Mel Brooks and fucking Carl Reiner and Norman Lear for Sid Caesar's show of shows level rigging of fucking games. I think there were... 190 points scored yesterday across are, both games. Are you telling Paul how yesterday was fake? I'm saying if it was, then it was the best job anyone's ever done of that. It had to be fake. Have you ever seen yeah. that much crazy good it football? It was unreal. And again, well, I was talking about the like how it was such a movie moment of literally the wide left was called and Georgia was running on the field as the ball dropped and the fire. Like, it wasn't like... It happened 30 seconds later or 30 seconds before. It was exact. Did you see the fucking video? No. I'll show it to you after we record this. But, like, of so the ball dropping somebody at the same time put, somebody put a side-by-side of real time, and literally it's five, four, kick, three, two, one. What? Georgia runs out, ball drops, fireworks go off. The exact, and I remember when I was, like, when I was watching at home, I looked up and it turned 12 right at that second, but in my mind I was like, I bet it turned 12 30 seconds ago. Literally, you can't get any closer to it happened at the exact time. So, like, and you were on the same camera angle as me, right? Oh, Where oh, you couldn't actually oh, see. Oh, Robbie. I, oh. Had the, I had the bet. Oh, yeah. I couldn't it see shit. Awesome. All I well, saw, I saw Georgia run out, and I was like, we yeah, fucking won. I just saw because our defensive play line. It's, just... so, it's so weird that, like, on SkyCast, the only time it's not really SkyCast is during the field, the goal, field goal, when the field goal in regular games is SkyCast. Sky you know what I mean? It's like they don't know what to do when yeah. they do the They're like, we they can't do. have it be the same, uh, so we'll go to the different. We'll go to the side. So they make it worse. <laughs> One yeah. of the extra points last night, they went to the opposite, opposite yeah. field goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're still working out the kinks yeah. and this thing. But I love the broadcast, I think, uh, other than what we've talked about before, which is just being able to see – the play develop and see all the receivers and the line and everything you can actually see it instead of from the sideline. It's, it's, it's a mush. Oh, I need like I, you would know. I'm like, holy shit, Milton's got a Milton's got a lane yeah, right look there. Look at the hole. Look at the hole. And right like there. every every uh, dime pass that Stetson had, you, you could see you can see the receivers getting open, and you're like, you also see mistakes. Yes, you know that's well, the big thing. I think uh, probably everybody hates watching the games with me when it's like that because Chris and Meg were sitting here on the couch, and I was like Tom Cruise in Minority yeah. Report with little, and I was up here like, look, this safety's going to roll yeah, over right. and try to double. Hours, but then, and I'm like, you know, the guard pulls here, but you can see and everything. It's it so, also made all of C, all of Stroud's broken plays that went for 35 yards made so much more sense because, like, as soon as we went back to sack him, and you're watching from that angle, you're like, God damn it, the right side is yeah, completely it's wide empty. Open. There's like, he's gonna there. bootleg There's back there, there, and he's gone. But uh, this here's here was my setup last night. Oh, oh shit! They got it. Panther they got score. They got it. Holy shit! Oh, fuck. oh my god! There you go. That's it, dog. That's Brady magic. Brady just made Jags. How um, did he do that? So here's my here was my perfect setup last night. Now caveat: there were at least ten times where something in the streaming went off, and I had to then recalibrate it. But it wasn't that hard. All I had to do was like hit pause for like two seconds and then recalibrate it. But I had the Skycast on the main TV and McAfee's commentating on my phone, nice. super loud. So, like, I'm watching it the way that I want to watch it, but I've got McAfee, and it was fucking perfect. McAfee was so goddamn funny. I bet, dude. He, he was trying, so I watched Did McAfee. you watch Cole, Cole Kublick on ESPN2 the game before? Him and RG3? No. It was so great. No, see, I watched um, the Skycast the whole time, because the only thing better to me than having, like, 
good commentary that actually knows what they're talking about is having no None. fucking yeah. commentary. So like watching that cast, it was just like you only hear the game, like the the game broadcast. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Number thirty two with the catch tackled by number fifty three. Yeah. And I don't like having all that chit chat because I'm chit chatting on myself. Yeah, yeah I hear that. you, but I, I did it <laughs> but like that Max for a minute. the way to do it. I did it like that for a minute, but then I noticed that, like, on some of Georgia's big plays, I wasn't as hyped because I'm so used to the announcer painting some type of story and getting hype about it. And it's like being, it's like watching stand up without hearing other people laugh. It's like, yeah. I can tell that's a good joke, but I really would like the energy of the room to replicate this. I think you would have liked my commentary. Well, yeah, if no, night. if me and you were watching, if I was watching it with another person, I would be totally fine with there being no commentating. But I was watching it by myself, yeah. so I had Mac. But no, the first, the uh, TCU Michigan game, it was Cole Kublick, two other white dudes, and RG three. And at one point, so they were just walking. They were following the line, like they weren't in the booth. They were just following yeah, yeah. the line. That's what, that's what McAfee and them did. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. One, right? So they were following the line, and at one point, they were in the end zone. And the two, three guys were laying down on the bottom, and RG three was laying on top of them. <laughs> and then in the at, uh, yeah, right, right after halftime was over, the third quarter kicked off, and then TCU scored or something like that. And they're going crazy. And Cole Kubik was, and I know Cole, which was so it was especially cool for me because like me and Cole hung out a lot. He's a real good buddy of Cassio's and Conrad. So like I'm uh, I'm pumped for him to have this opportunity. And I'm like, man, he's owning this shit. And then like they're sitting there calling something. And RG 3s phone audibly rings, and he just answers it with the <laughs> microphone up, and he starts talking, and he's just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And they were like, "What? What? What?" And he goes, "I gotta go. My wife's in labor." And he and they fit, they showed the camera of him sprinting like Forrest Gump through the tunnel. And he, how then, fast was he? So fast, like faster than he ever was in the league. And so he's running through, and then he was like live tweeting it. And he ran to the airport, and he got on a last minute plane and got there as his wife was like giving birth. And like it came like a day early. He Holy thought he shit. had enough time, but it was fucking awesome. Like. And Cole and them were freaking the fuck out. Like he said, they were, they were like, yeah, let's go, son. They were fucking chest bumping him. Meanwhile, there's like a 50-yard dime being thrown that nobody gives a fuck about. Uh, the McAfee crew, I, before the game, they I were, noticed very quickly, coked out oh my their God. skull. Like, obviously coked out. They, McAfee was killing me because everybody kept talking, uh, you know, A.J. Hawks, fucking Ohio State guy. And so they were... He was, sitting, he was sitting there the talking world. about Stroud being better than Stetson, and McAfee's like, "You might be right, my friend, but do you understand what Stetson is? He's a dog." He's a dog. And he just kept barking the whole like McAfee was clearly rooting for Georgia the whole game, and it was awesome because he loves hating AJ. Exactly, Hawk, everybody. Does. Everybody loves to hate AJ because <laughs> he's a worthless piece of shit, and he's yeah. But other than that, but Mac, no, McAfee was fucking. He was awesome. Like it would, dude. I mean, it's super frat boy shit. But like when I'm watching football, I'm frat boy shit. You know, like it's awesome. So are we gonna do the national championship game? Like yeah, this? PPP. Yeah, yeah, we should. And then we, it can kind of be commentary. When's the game? Monday, next Monday. Ah, oh, fuck. You going out of town? Jan- January eighth. I'm once again, just like I was last year, I'm in L.A. Oh. I'm going to have to watch it at church. Or All I'll right. watch it with Dave Bautista, which will be pretty cool. I'm definitely going to have to tell Dave, whatever we have planned, I have to watch this game. But you know what, fucking, it'll be at 5 in the afternoon. I hate it. Like, I like it, but at the same time, a championship, I want it to be at night. Is this like a kind of a soft opening to you're telling me that Bautista is going to take my spot on this podcast? No, nah, he would never okay. do this. okay. I don't. Thank I mean, God. I mean, Robbie. I gotta tell you, if Bautista told me, he goes, "Here's the plan I have," but it includes me replacing Robbie on Pigskin Picnic, I would do it. 
No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, no, I would, I would want you to do <laughs> yeah. it. Also, if he said that he needed to be your trainer instead of yeah. me... Um, uh, he ain't got time for that he shit. He doesn't have time for yeah, that. He don't have time for that shit. Also, I don't know if you can train somebody to be a mutant. Yeah, right. Like, Also, he's like, he's a, uh, I mean, I, there's no part of me that believes Dave Bautista will ever stop working out, but the reason that he, the only reason that he is leaving Guardians of the Galaxy, and he told me this, was, uh, he's like, it's not, I was like, we're well, just fed up with Marvel? He's like, no. He's like, it was great. He goes, it's just that to me... I've always believed in trilogies. Like, you do a thing three times. You know, it's just like in wrestling. You have a trilogy with somebody. He goes, and also, the main thing is, I'm in my 50s, and in order to be Drax, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. He's like, I'm not... It's just like bodybuilding. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, where he started, was in bodybuilding. Yeah. But when you get in your wrestling. 50s, it's like, yeah, stay in shape, but, like, he, he, like, he can't have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you can't be 50 and be 2% body fat no. like he is and that muscular like, yeah. and do stuff. Like, being me and, like, well, you, I won't say me and you, but you can tell I still have fun. But, like, even being you, you can have a pretty good time a, and, once and a week. Cancel out. That's like my hobby. But in like, order to be Dave Bautista, you got to be the most strict. You also yeah. have to work out, like, five hours a day. Like, it's not like you have, like, people like Dave Bautista and The Rock don't have, I'm going to get my 30 to 45 minute workout in. No, and also people like Dave Bautista and The Rock, they've been bodybuilding for, like, decades to the point where they have so much muscle on their bodies. Yeah. They could stop working out for five years and still have a shitload of of muscle. But you can't maintain, like, the the jack. Hercules. Yeah. In order to play a Marvel, like, Drax. Look look at Ric Flair, how he used to look. Yeah. How he looks like, or uh, Sting. Now yeah. there's a reason he wears a shirt or yeah, like, of sleeves over because but like you can't stay that that same. No, and, and Dave could like I guarantee you that even at sixty he will look great. It's just that he's not he he doesn't have to have traps that go up to his fucking no, earlobe. And, and I think too, I, and maybe this is something I read of him or I can't remember where, but I, I know he's focusing on. He wants to be an actor, and like, if you want to be a versatile actor, yeah, you can't be. You that. can't always be just jacked. look like the most Jack. Yeah, human. The like, Rock can't get other roles. He doesn't even look like a regular person. No, like what you have to. I feel like to be a versatile actor, you have to at least be able to look like a person. Yeah, sometimes if you're that Jack, there's no way that it can't be part of your character. Like Arnold could not have been an accountant just in no, a movie. Like no, you, you can't. Brock that, Lesnar could not just play a lawyer in yeah. a movie. The like he like Mr. Like that. That's why Mr. Mom was like an, a comedy. Yeah, because but, but Arnold like Arnold that. couldn't have played like the lead in a like. I don't know, Coen Brothers movie or something like that. Because unless in the movie he was a gym rat, yeah. you know, and that that's always it, it always has to be part of their characters. They were a bodybuilder, they yeah. were in the army because you people just don't look like Dave Bautista. Yeah, you know, nobody looks. That's like why that. people like when I hear people <laughs> saying like, "Oh, The Rock, he plays the same character in every movie." I'm like, "What do you want him to do? They can't make as long as he is that size, he can't play." A rundown normal schmuck, like he's a god, dude. He plays different stuff when it's animated. You know, if it's animated, he can do that. But I'm just saying, like, of course he's gonna be the jacked jungle dude or a fucking literal superhero. When, when The Rock got the scrawniest he's ever been, like, quit doing muscle stuff. He's still the least physical thing he get was. NFL quarterback is a, yeah, a movie right. where he's, he's right. so little. He's he had just, to be an NFL quarterback. He's just a 6'3", 230-pound quarterback real big quarterback. instead of a 650-pound yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, those are not – you don't get to play the mailman. Yeah, no, like you that. can't. Cause then, because it, this is like what I was saying the other day when I was watching uh, – I was watching Patriot Games, the Tom Clancy, uh, Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan movie. 
And I was like, you know what's really unrisked? Is that un- your favorite of all the Clancy's? No, uh, Hunt for Red October. But I do love Patriot Games. I mean, I love all of them. I'm, I'm super in for that. I into that formulaic, patriotic, fucking us versus the Russian shit. I love it. But, uh, like, I was talking, James Earl Jones plays, like, the CIA director in those or whatever. And I was like, it's not realistic that in no movie James Earl Jones is in, somebody doesn't have a line where they go, you should really do voice work. <laughs> because, like, you've never, if you meet a person that sounds like James Earl Jones, there is a 100% chance that they work in radio or they, or they do voiceovers for commercials. So, like, you, that is the same thing with The Rock's body. If The Rock was, if he played some, average schmo, somebody in the movie would have to be like, have you ever thought about being a professional wrestler? <laughs> you can solve all your problems right now. They have to acknowledge it. Like yeah. you, ha- you can't just throw the rock into something yeah. and not acknowledge like, dude, so, Somebody also mentioned that about like Charlize Theron. Like if she plays somebody in a movie that's having money troubles, it's like, just go model, you dumb what bitch. What the fuck is Russell doing? Oh my god, you idiot. Oh, I want to oh, see this again. See no, I didn't. Oh my god. I hate that. I- Wait, how is Denver close? Is KC benching people because they've clinched? Mahomes is playing. They fired Hackett and uh, And Denver's better now. Yeah, right. That don't hit for me because I wanted it to be all Russell's fault. Man, I saw. I was sad about this. Hold up. All right. A bad snap. Bad snap. He's look. He's getting sacked. He stays in it. Now he's gonna try to throw. What? 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 Go down. Hey, it actually worked out better because the guy dropped it. Incomplete pass. That's basically just a throwaway. I, they should have blown the whistle for a sack, though. I, right, because like, the forward progression. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Russell. Look at his Did fucking... you see Teddy Bridgewater do a little... Uh, uh-uh. A little he Josh a, Allen. He mess. had a little Mahomes-Josh Allen thing where he was getting sacked. They're, the Dolphins were at, like, the three-yard line. He's getting sacked, and he just threw up, like, an underhanded flip to the running back for a touchdown to Mostert. Did you see the other day? Like, don't get me wrong. I, I know that Mahomes is the GOAT of that type of shit. Like, in our generation, Brett Favre did it, but, like, Mahomes is the best at it. But now he'll do some shit where I'm like, yes, that's impressive, but I'm seeing him do it a million times. I'm tired of him being jacked off for it. Let's move on to something else. However, the other day he finally did something that even I was like, I'll be God-fucking-damned. Did you see the play where – He's running towards the side, like, broken play. He's running towards the sidelines, and it's just very clear that he's running straight out of bounds. Underhand. And he he went like this. Underhand. Like, he went, and like. Touchdown. Because it wasn't just the flip, it was the deception. It was the brain to be like, I'll make him think I'm going out of bounds, and then boom, like, it was nuts. It was uh, to Jerick McKinnon, I think. It was backyard football shit. It was, it was the exact inverse of what Josh Allen does, which is, his trick is the opposite of that. So Mahomes. You think he's just running to the sideline, and he just flips it. Josh Allen will scramble, and he's 25 yards down the field, and yeah. the DBs are coming to tackle him, and he pump fakes like he's going to throw And the yeah. DBs jump. Like, <laughs> when he's, he's way past the line. He's 30 yards past the line of scrimmage. He, he cannot will, throw it. He has fucked around and thrown it, though. He has, yeah, I was going to say, but let him throw. Let him. Yeah, right. If he wants to throw it 25 yards, let, let him, him throw it. Don't jump. Yeah. But that happened last week. Yeah. He's like, he's 12 yards down the field, and he just – pump fakes, yeah. and the DB stops. It's He's like, the best quarterback I've ever seen that every now and then will be 20 yards past the line of scrimmage. And he, can forget, he forgets football sometimes, yeah. every now and then. He tries to do so much that sometimes yeah. it's like, there's nothing else to do, what else? And he just makes up a new He's thing. He's like a bored kid in math class. Like, like the smartest like kid. The smart, and, like, the, and, your t- and your school doesn't have a gifted program, so they have to be in there with everybody else. Yeah. And they're just like... They're on the chalkboard like, making equations. They're telling him, like, show your work. And he's like, show me your work, motherfucker. Yeah, right. 
I got the right answer. I got the right answer. How do how'd you even come up with this problem? Fucking show me. I cannot stand show me your fucking work. Like, here's why. If if we were in school and they wanted to prove that I didn't use a calculator or something, sure. But why do you give a shit? Like, it's only in math. Like, there would never be history, a history question where they're like, who was the first president? I write George Washington. And then they go, okay, how'd you, how'd know, you that? know that? How'd I'm like, somebody that? fucking told me. Uh, I, I learned it in the book. So this is, this is my understanding because I was always a... I would have the answer right, but they say, show, you know, I'll get points docked off. Me too. Show your work. Um, but here's what I've always understood it as, and maybe this is wrong, but I thought show me your work was 99%. Don't just cheat. Don't cheat. Yeah, right. Uh, because if you, if you just have the same answers, like if, if me and you are sitting next to each other and I showed my work and yeah. you had all the right answers, it looks like that, you cheated. That's so fair. That's to me, fair. That's the only But again, nobody, but you, but in history class, that are, they don't worry, only math cares so much about cheating. I guess so, because in history class, you don't have to say how you knew it was George Washington. <laughs> yeah, right. you know? How did you figure that out? Like, there's no <laughs> equation. I memorized it. Yeah. They want to make sure you knew which numbers go into the formula and come out the back end. But, like, what if I, I uh, reverse-engineered the formula? I guess on some it makes sense. Like, with a thing that you're having to, like, you know, there's fucking numerators and fucking all that shit. And it's like, you can't just eyeball well, that. Like, the George Washington thing, if, if it's a fact... Or like a trivia, just knowing something that's different than going through a formula and showing that you understand how, how to that works. A to B to right. C. But again, I think it's just for cheating. Mostly. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, like, let me just know a thing. Let me just know that nine times nine is eighty-one. I remember is making it? eighty-eight. It is, right? Yeah, eighty-eight. And I don't know why I remember the eighty-eights, but I remember making an eighty-eight on a math test at, in high school. Um, and I got every answer right, but at 88, because I didn't show my work on some of them. Such bullshit. <clears throat> like, you don't want to see my work. Dina taught me different out al- college algebra yeah, when I was right. like seven years old. I, how about this? I didn't do any work. I saw it and I knew it. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah, and what if my formula's wrong, but I got the answer right? How does that matter? And at no other, nothing in life is like that. Everything in life is results-based. If I don't give a fuck how you did it, thank you for doing it. Like, I'm not required after a comedy show to go, and here... Where'd you come up with those jokes? And here, Yeah, I mean, that's what a podcast is, I guess. It's showing your work. But it's like, you, I can't imagine you being doing like a press conference after your comedy yeah. show. So, now that the might be a good the, sketch. The, the bit about the veteran yeah. that, that kissed you at the v, uh, yeah. VFW parking lot. Yeah. Was that, is that a true story? Listen, guys, I hate to break it to you, but I did not let my wife peg me with a cucumber outside of a Ruby <laughs> Tuesdays. Uh, it was just a joke. It was for effect. That was a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like one of these games has got to pop here in a second because right now yeah it's kind of uh, it's, it's not slop no it's just well most of the early there's not a lot of um, heavy implications in these early rounds there's, except for this game there's the, three types of football there's slop pop and drop it slop pop and drop it yeah there's pop I gotta watch it there's slop oh this is so bad that uh, like I, I love watching Russell slop but then there's drop it, which is like both get both people are slop and everybody this game sucks. just sucks. Yeah, everybody it's sucks. three to nothing. It's the third quarter. That's drop it. It's it's the difference between like when defenses are playing well or the offenses are just playing shitty. You know, right. like 
if defense, if the game is lower scoring because both teams are like sacking the quarterback yeah. and making big, that's fine. But if the offense just can't throw, throw the ball yeah. and like they suck yeah. the block, and that's just that's drop it. Because drop it is always slop, but slop, slop is, is not yeah. always drop it. Because, dude, Fitzpatrick is the ultimate slop or pop. Yeah, right. He was always either slop. Yeah. Or you never drop it on Fitzpatrick yeah. because he's either slinging touchdowns or yeah. slinging interceptions. Because in the middle of a slop, there's an occasional pop that would make you go okay, and then they go back to slop, but you're engaged. Drop it is when it's pure slop. And when the slop does pop, that's like ultimate slop. Like when there's two or three turnovers right. in a row, oh, like yeah. that turns into pop. Exactly. Slop can immediately turn into pop or slop or yeah. drop. Whereas, is that another long hair time? Whereas yesterday, both fucking playoff games were exclusively pop the All whole pop, time. non-stop. Once they I, popped, they couldn't <clears> stop. Yesterday. I really wish that I could have experienced the Georgia game as someone without skin in the game mm. because my stomach was literally in knots the whole time, which is so unhealthy for a grown man. No, no, but I think, and I was texting you. I mean, my day wasn't going to be ruined. I was texting you and Paul this yesterday, and I think this is the healthy way that I do it now, whereas like 10 years ago, my whole day would have been ruined had we lost. Yesterday... I, I wanted a little adrenaline for football because you know I love NFL but I don't have a team. Yeah, so right. I don't I don't have my heart broken or I don't get the. Va- well, I'm and, a Titans fan, so I'm here to fan. not give a shit. But this year's Georgia team undefeated. There haven't been that many like moments that you really had to worry. So I ha- I've got a whole football season with no stress. And I feel like yeah, at right. least once you, you need a little bit. that butthole clinch up. Yeah, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad stress. It was sort of the stress that I feel right before I'm about to go on stage, where it's like. I want this so bad that I'm in knots. It's the opposite stress, too, of being uh, way out in front of a game and then having the other team come back, and it's stressful. When you're the team that's behind and you're coming back, it's it's not as stressful because you already thought you lose, and then you have a chance to come back and win. Yeah. And that's usually Georgia has historically been, if we are up big, the whole game, let it in. Let the clock run out. Let the clock, because they're going to come back. They're going to come back. Yesterday, Ohio State was like, oh, no, there's more time. There's more time. And when they... When the Kirby called that timeout and fucked up their Oh, that was beautiful. The game was over if they that, hadn't done that. That was beautiful. Like, uh, there was several moments in the game yesterday where you could, like, you know, because most of the time... Oh, we got an onside kick here. Dolphins are going onside kick. We got a minute left. I'm, have I ever seen Belichick in a visor? <laughs> I really don't think I have. He's, and he's got full sleeves. He does. He's growing up right in front of our eyes. I'll be goddamn. See, this ain't good, though. He's changing himself. He's almost 80 now. Yeah. Is he really? Shit, I think he's 77 or something. Word? I think him and Saban are both like almost 80. All right. Panthers for three. Then they're going to have to onside kick two. We're going to have two onside Missed kicks. Missed that shit. He barely got it in. Oh, wow. He All did. Right. So the Panthers are within six of the Bucks. But they got to get the onside kick. Winner goes to the playoffs, and they got to get the onside kick. Oh, the late game's already started. All right. Stidham's in. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Stidham's first start. Yep, since a Carless uh, Raiders. They benched cars to save $33 million. Did you know the reasoning behind the benching? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, it was the same as the Matt Ryan benching, Still right? Was it. it was the inter- in- injury clause. It was basically, if he got injured in the next two games, they have to pay him his $33 million yep. for next year. Even though they know they're getting rid of yeah, him. Yeah, and whether or not they get rid of him, they definitely don't want to pay somebody who's hurt. Of course. And they probably don't want to pay him at all, but they definitely don't want him to get hurt in these last two games. But and he could creatively get hurt for $30 million. Oh, buddy, you, you know how easily I could injury? snap? Dude. Yeah. Dude, if I was on the field and I knew that all I had to do was get... I mean, all you got to do is fall the right way. If you have $33 million right now for me, I would pull my finger and break it. I'd bite it off. Well, and they have cortisone shots. Yeah. Like, he tells the trainer, 
slip the trainer 100 bucks, say a quarter zone shot right here. You go out on the you third play. It. Third play, you get sacked or whatever, and you just roll that ankle. Yeah. You're out 33 million. Just tell one of the defensive guys, hey, do you want okay, to make $100,000? Another me onside in the kick. Knee. Two onside kicks in 30 seconds. They're not going to get either one. That didn't even go that the amount of yards. Though. That didn't go 10 yards. Nope, nobody got them. I think uh, onside kicks this year are like 4% success rate. Hold on. Can a team, the Bucks there, can they, as soon as the ball is kicked, run up and try to touch it before it goes ten yards? To they make can get it and return it. But I, I know that. But, but like, if they, but the thing is, they have to. They have to let it go ten yards. No, they don't have to let go ten before they touch it. But if they touch it before ten, they can fumble it and right. then they can get it. So right. that's why they they usually just try to fall on it. But yeah, right. Every like once a year, you'll see where they pick it up clean and the team and they run it back for a touchdown. Right. You know? Jason Seahorn. Right, as soon as they touch it, it's fucking live. Yeah, yeah, right. That's why you don't see, like, when they kick it, they don't run up all the way up to it because it'll bounce off of them and go crazy. Yeah, of course. Did you see Luca uh, perfectly miss that free throw yesterday? No, did he do that? He did it again. That never happened. And what's funny is, the possession before, the other team did it perfectly, and then they got it, and Luca was like, watch this motherfucker. Absolute money, clock ran out. Holy shit. Is that Ronald Jones? Oh, that's white. The rookie. Okay. Luca's a very fun person to watch play basketball because he's like East Ridge trash, he's but like Switzerland. Euro trash, yeah. Yeah, he's Euro trash. Super Euro he's trash. He's funny as fuck. He don't give a shit. He hates the referees more <laughs> yeah, than just about anybody. Them. Like, a, a lot of them argue with the refs, but like he has a disdain his, yeah. in his heart. Every time I've looked at this game, it's been Brady throwing the ball to Evans. Also, fucking... Uh, I was just looking at some LeBron stats yesterday, and they were putting like they were putting the stats up of like all the legends in their you know twentieth. I told you you've been throwing. Evans has two hundred and seventy yeah. receiving yards. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, they were showing like all of the legends in their twentieth season, and like across the board, everyone was average. All the legends were averaging like nine points a game, seven points a game, and LeBron's averaging twenty eight points a game, and he fucking. Uh, on his birthday, he put up 47, signed the jersey, and gave it to fucking 2 chains. Like, dog, he's fucking good. Like How, LeBron, so is he 37 now? Yeah, he's three years older than me. Or, yeah, he's two or three years older. Like, he's, he's your age, isn't he? Like, I think you're he's exa- older than Okay, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is just so crazy to when you start hearing of athletes that are your age be considered elderly. <laughs> Look, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders might all make the playoffs still. Like the whole division. Yeah. So Eagles are number one. The Cowboys are the first wild card. Holy shit. Yeah. The, if the whole division, the whole the, NFC East. The NFC has been a really fucking wild situation this year. Where the whole NFC South is losing records. The yeah. whole NFC uh, East is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we've literally, there's never been an NFL season that I've watched where. We're in the last week of regular play, basically, and I wouldn't be comfortable putting a hundred dollar bet on anybody to outright win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I would make a bet, but like, I wouldn't be like, "This is a fucking lock." Like, usually, dude, yeah, back in Tom Brady's day, day, by this time, you go, "Patriots are fucking winning." Is that because the game used to be more quarterback driven, or is it because there's more parity at quarterback? It's got to be quarterback related, right? It's definitely quarterback related, and I is think it's maybe like because there's twelve quarterbacks now that can that could win more. They're all, they're getting protected more, so there's not as many ballers that are injured this late in the season. Yeah. Uh, the depth is better. Fucking uh, I mean, nutrition and training and all that's better, but there, you still injuries are consistent. But I feel like some years you have like. 
half of the main guys, like the yeah. NFL stars, are just out. I mean, you know, we always talk about how it, it's the quarterback position is so hard because out of all the billions of people in this world, there really aren't even thirty-two that great at it. Like the thirty, like we we look at the thirty-second worst quarterback in the NFL and go, he's he garbage. And you go, but he's still the thirty-second best quarterback in the whole world. In the, world. in the whole world, he's the best. But like back in the early Brady days, it was like Brady and Manning, and then I mean, of course, well, you had Breeze and Philip Rivers. But I feel like the elite right now, there's more dudes towing that line than there've ever been. Like there's oh Seahawks just well pick six that shit. Like there's more Lamar Jackson types that are like they're not really in the elite, but they're right there at the elite. It, there, there's a whole crop of guys who, uh, and I heard Chris Sims talking about it the other day. And the way he, he differentiates it is like the the three or four elite, like your Josh Allen's and your Mahomes. Those are the only ones right now that you should pay the top top dollar. Of course. Ha! Did you see that? <laughs> Dropped oh my right god off his fucking foot. That was hilarious. Dude. That's insane. Okay. okay. Sorry, Paul. We got to watch the, the, Holy the weirdest part shit. I've ever seen just happen. What the fuck? And they, they downed it on the two. He goes, get your ass over right. here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was Camarda from Georgia. Yeah. How in the okay. fuck okay. did he pull this what off? What happened here? Is it a bad, bad, bad snap? snap? Bad, bad snap. snap. Lamarta picks it up, scrambles. God, he looks like Lamar. Oh my God! That's the best. He punted on the run. That downed it at the fucking two yard Dude, line. That's one of the best plays I've ever seen in NFL history, and, and it's punter. from a punter. I don't mean for a punter. Okay. I mean <laughs> I've never seen a punter even be able to scramble, get away from everybody, and then just kick it. He like, wait, what happened? There was a flag. Well, that was fucking negative. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit, but that, that was, was, that was incredible. athletic play I've ever seen a punter make. You know that motherfucker played soccer. Holy shit. What happened? What's the flag? He ran a force. A punter ran a force six five. <laughs> yeah, he played soccer. But what was the fucking penalty? I didn't even see a flag. Must have been holding. Or it was false start because... That would have killed the. Please. I mean, that's still playing. Well, he got him at the eight yard line. But my God, that was the most athletic I've ever seen. In history. That was like a Mahomes. Wait, is he left footed? Because if he's Did not, he kick it the wrong he foot? kicked it with his left foot. Perfectly accurate. Yeah. Was right. If I find out that he's not left footed, then oh, that's even more insane. Gone, baby, bye, baby, bye, bye, bye. Okay, I do feel good about San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. Yes, they're the only one, maybe right now. Well, they say like, Purdy just—he's good. Yeah, he, he's a processor. You know yeah. why? Yeah, he played like forty-eight college games. Yeah, and even though he didn't have a great college career, he had to go through years and years of learning the process, the reads, playing against good defenses, and now yeah. he's on a team where everything else is set up, oh, yeah. and all he's got to do is just make choices. Yeah, their defense is smashing. They've got fucking Christian McCaffrey now. Christian McCaffrey though could get hurt in this game or the next. They've still got seven other weapons. Yeah. And the whole team is the Yak Boys. You know, yeah. everybody on that team is a running back that can catch. And like, I like Josh Allen and the Bills, but like, the Bills just have such that we can't win it all stink on them that I can't. Dude, speaking of Josh's, 
you remember when Josh Norman was like a like a Pro Bowl cornerback, and Josh Norman was like the best. The oh, where'd he go to? School. He's the guy that Derrick Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He played for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the number one one cornerback in the NFL. After that, his career just went to shit. He was emasculated in front of millions of people. Well, dude, so he he just today is making his first game back. The Panthers called him. He hasn't played football for them in years. They called him. He was a barista at a coffee shop. What? And now he's starting at cornerback. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, but... He might have liked the bar job. Well, he did some Hall of Fame pissing his fucking money away, son. Because, like, there's a difference between being an NFL sideline photographer and being a barista. (laughs) That's the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. Like, that's not just he wants to maintain. You don't get a job as a barista to maintain the millionaire lifestyle. You own a coffee shop. Yeah. No offense. Of course, our friend of the show, Tony Schiavone, was a barista there for a while before AEW called him back. Excuse me, before Conrad got him a podcast. There was some Georgia player. Uh, you remember the linebacker, um, Marlo Herrera? He's a pretty uh-huh. linebacker at Georgia. Somebody was telling me that... Um, he had a lot of bones. He did. He had all the bones. All the bones. He had a boneful helmet. But uh, Herrera, who was one of... I liked him a lot, but he played a little bit in the NFL. But uh, somebody was telling me that they were in Athens. They saw him. They saw Marlo Herrera. He was working at Chick-fil-A. And I was like, wait. He was working at Chick-fil-A? Because he was just in the NFL. Yeah. Like, and they're like, no, no. It. He owns the team. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, he right owns on. it, and that's him. what he does now. Like, that's, okay. Hey, that's not bad, man. Either way, I'm not judging any in any way, but it makes me happier to know that like he took his NFL money yeah. and started a franchise. Of course, that's what you do. He got in with a, a well-known, established yeah. franchise, and he invested. Now, if he was at the window saying, my pleasure. Yeah, now granted, he might, like, you know, for a long time, Terry O'Neill worked in the window, too, just because he was like, hey, I'm, I own it, I oh, want it yeah. to be good, I'm I think, here. I think all the Chick-fil-A franchises, they can't just buy one yeah. and own it. They have to, like, go through the whole yeah. universe, Chick-fil-A universe. Yeah. They've got to work as the line cook up yeah. front and learn. So. Which is why when I franchise a store, which I'm 100% going to, I'm either going to franchise a... Uncle Bod store. Well, Uncle Bod store or a Taco Bell. I feel like that the... What's the commercial of the football player? He's got a Taco Bell at his house. Oh, a Devontae Adams has I a Taco want, Bell I want house. that. I want the equivalent of that, which is I have a Taco Bell behind my house that I own. In the, uh, like the J.J. Watt family yeah. has uh, the Subway in their yeah, backyard? Yeah, well, I would never in a million years franchise a Subway because I... To me, I believe that... Capitalism is what it is, but I still truly believe you have to believe in the product, and I do not believe in Subway. But oh my, they're going to pitch you, pitch you, woo woo! Oh my god! Nope. nope, there it is. There it goes. There it oh, goes. Shit. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh my god! Panthers are still pitching woo woos. Okay, it's gone. Jesus Christ! Those plays are so much fun uh, for about five seconds, and then they get ugly. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I don't believe in Subway, but I firmly believe in Taco Bell. So I would be fine with franchising that and, and saying that I truly care about the value and the customer. Subway's bullshit. Taco Bell's delicious. It's the greatest American food, <laughs> and it is absolutely the it's water. So great. It's the water boy of restaurants. <laughs> it's so fucking great, dude. The other night, uh, like I don't, you know, I'll fuck around, and if we've got, some, if Amber has some junk food in the house, obviously I'm weak. I'll fuck with it from time to time. But as far as, like, going out of my way to go to fast food restaurants anymore, I don't do it because it makes me feel bad, and I like the way that I look and shit. However, every now and then, and especially since she's been pregnant, Amber will just, like, get a wave of energy over and she'll go, I'm going to Taco Bell. I could have just eaten, and I'm like, okay, I mean, just get me one, but get me a fucking beef and cheese chalupa supreme or whatever. 
And I'm telling you, dude, even when you know that they're not on top of their game, like you can get a chalupa, a nacho cheese chalupa that, like, you can tell it wasn't their best work, still fire. It's still fire. Their nachos bel grande, still fire. Like, to me, the, that Taco Bell, the, the sensation of where you just ate, but you can't, can't say no to that. Yeah, can't. To me, it's it's a similar thing that I have. If I'm at an airport, oh, and yeah. I don't travel as much as you, yeah. I have to get a beer. You have, Yeah, right. Like, right yeah, I agree. What, even like when we were just picking up a rental car, we didn't have to go in and go through that. You got to get I a beer. I still wanted to go in and get I was like, man, yeah, you have get to get a beer. We're at the airport. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm that way with – I used to be that way with beers at airports, but now I'm that way with Aunt Andy's pretzels. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I always buy me like a new moleskin. Do you get the pretzel nuggets in the cup, or do you get the big pretzel? I get the hot dog, the hot dog, the hot pretzel? dog pretzel with the cheese. That's not a bad and, call. But no, here's why it's a bad call. You will never be more uncomfortable on an airplane than after you've already been traveling. You got travel belly, and maybe you've been drinking while you're out of town, and then you get one of them motherfuckers, and then get on a plane and sit there, and you can't fart out loud. Oh my god. Oh, dude. Uh, but they're so delicious. When you uh, when you get on the plane, you know, sometimes, and I don't travel as much as you, so I didn't know whether or not we would have Drink cocktails service. available yeah, yeah. or just a little bag of pretzels or whatever. And so we get on the plane. Like, we just boarded, got our stuff. Megan and I get comfy. She let me get the window seat because I'm five and I like to watch the clouds. Oh, yeah. I have um, to get the aisle. But as soon as we go up, Meg, you know, she, she takes one of her... Anti-anxiety, you know, she takes a ton of Yeah, yeah, of course. Anytime she flies, you know, she kind of keeps it keeps it chill. But she goes, do you, do you want a Klonopin? And I said, fuck no. I'm, I'm not messing with that. And within uh, five seconds, within five seconds, the park or the, or the, you know, the attendant comes on over the speaker and goes, in about five to ten minutes, we'll reach, you know, whatever altitude at that point, cocktail service will begin. And I was like, Meg, give me two Klonopins. <laughs> yeah. And so she was like, wait, did you change your mind? I was like, well, you, did you not hear the cocktail yeah, thing? I was like, got booze. I can take two of these and then three drinks, and that's like 12 I'm drinks. Up. Yeah. You know math at all. And so I took the two Klonopins. By the time we hit altitude, they came up and they had coffee because it was a morning flight. Yeah. I said, can y'all do coffee with liquor? And the guy laughed, and he goes, I got something for you. So he goes back to his own stash. And he pulls out these little uh, Buffalo Trace Kentucky bourbon oh, yeah. liqueur, but it's like a, it's like Bailey's yeah. but with uh, whiskey. Oh, nice. Oh and, yeah, yeah, I know that stuff. Oh my god, I had yeah. four of those on the flight with the, along with two Klonopins. Oh, that's buddy. money, dude. When we well, got there, it was time for Red Robin. When we first started, Young. when the Well Red Tour first started, which by the way is coming up on its seventh year of existence, which is crazy. Well, when we first started. And, like, we were touring all over the South, and then we hit the level where they were like, all right, guys, we can take you all to different markets. And the first time we went to Denver, uh, so we had to fly. And I was not – I mean, I had flown before, but not a lot, and I didn't like it. I was always kind of scared. And Trey was the same way. He was like, yeah, I get a little nervous on flights. So we're about to fly to Denver, and this is before we realized we had made it and that we didn't have to save money all the time. We flew fucking Spirit. All right, so we fly Spirit. And so I had a handful of Xanax that I got from probably fucking way. The spirits will give you cigarettes on the flight. Oh, yeah. You have to smoke. Okay. <laughs> it, it's all smoking section. So we get there, and we're up front right by the booze cart. And so we had I'd given Trey a bunch of Xanax, and I took a bunch of Xanax. And we were like, we're just going to take a nap. And then they were like, by the way, because this flight was delayed, we're going to give complimentary beverages. And so we were like, oh, fuck yeah. So now me, I am someone who can take a handful of drugs, drink a lot, and then still kind of function. I can like, I can Superman it out and be like, all right, we got to do a thing. You do this shit. I do this shit. Well, Trey is not that way. So Trey, I'm not kidding. This sounds like a dramatic thing. Trey got so fucked up on this flight to Denver 
that they had to give me a wheelchair to push him out. And so we had we had Trey in a wheelchair. He was awake, but he couldn't talk. He had his fucking sunglasses on, and I had to push him in the wheelchair to baggage claim. And somebody recognized us, and they were like, "You Trey Crowder?" And he was, and he was just like, "Get, get him away, get him away from me!" And it looked like some fucking 1970s rock and roll shit. You should have just told me y'all did the Wade Boggs thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we did the Wade Boggs thing. We said 66 beers. But they were just like, "Sir, we're gonna ask that you push your friend in a wheelchair." <laughs> I'm like, all right. It was fucking. Uh, we were dogging in the whole way. Well, I don't know just, why I didn't think to take a video of it. Well, there's there's really no way to predict um, which way a person's going to go until you've gotten <laughs> fucked up with them before. But yeah, like, exactly. Some people can take drugs and alcohol, and most people that don't know them might not even know. They're yeah, like, yeah. this guy's I'm not, weird. I'm He's that funny. guy. I'm that guy. That's me and you. Yeah. Uh, when I was waiting tables uh, in Athens. Um, this was after I worked with Paul, and he just—he Paul taught me really how to get away with anything you want in a restaurant and not get in trouble with it. But Be white is a real good start. It's a real good start. But in Athens, Georgia, the restaurant, it, everybody was yeah, pretty right. much white. So, um, but I remember a, a friend of mine uh, and I—we were waiting on this huge. It was like a sorority party on like a football game day. So there's like 60 college kids. They're probably all underage, but. Me and this guy were splitting the table, you know, so we split the tips, we get the food and the drinks all out for him. But they had brought in, these college kids had made their own Four loco out of I don't know what. They're like, it's homemade Four loco. And so William and I just start, they start, we know where the cameras are. Like, yeah, so you yeah, go yeah. off the camera and you can drink a little bit with your with your customers. But we got so shit-faced. Homemade Four loco. Homemade Four loco. What is that Sprite and out, wood grain alcohol? I didn't ask. I imagine it was just like grain alcohol with flavors. Yeah, right. Some but, squirt. So we both blacked out. I I don't remember a whole shift, yeah. and neither does he. So we went through a whole shift. I ended up making like 400 bucks. I came yeah. to at the end of my shift, and I was like, well, I guess I got to check out. And I start counting. I'm like, oh, my God. Where did this money come from? I start looking through, and I've got all these tips. and like, which, of course, I mean, set a precedent Set a precedent. And I was like, oh, my God. I did. And, like, s- several people had, like, told the man, like, man, Robbie is awesome. We had such a good time. We're going to come back and ask for him. Well, my buddy, William, that was also drinking with me, he got fired. <laughs> he, he got all of his tables orders mixed up. He gave everybody the wrong checks. He charged people for stuff they didn't get. Like, he got, well, he I say he got, he got suspended, and yeah. then he came back a few weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he got in trouble because he was literally falling on the floor, fucked up all their stuff. I apparently thrived, did it perfectly. Yeah, and that's the worst thing that could have happened. Yes, to you. because then it said, "Hey, you can do this every, every time, time, yeah, forever now." Yeah, which is unfortunately when you know those what you can get away with, and you have a brain like us, hundred percent, you're gonna get away with it. And if you're sober and you have all the intentions of not doing it, as soon as you let that fucking Frank the Tank in, it's over. You're gonna do. it. Oh man, I, I'm that guy. Like I don't, I don't booze anymore. But like you know, I. I think everybody can agree that, like, you know, alcoholism, there's nuance to it. Like, every alcoholic is not built the same. There's the well, alco- And not, not drinking is different for some people. Of course. Like, you know, being sober for some people is They're different. an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But, like, but like there's some people that, like, their alcoholism is they literally drink 24 hours a day and they can't go without it. There's some alcoholics that don't drink all day every day, but every night they have to have, like, five beers. Then there's guys like me. 
who can go long spurts without even the wanting camel, to drink the camel. the camel. But then as soon as I decide it's time to play. Two humps. <laughs> I fucking play. Sally the camel gets both humps and, in the and, butt. And every now and then I'll have a night where I really, I will drink three beers. And then it tricks me into going like, oh, I can just do that. I can do this. And then the very, so I'll try to do that the very next night. And I'll drink 47. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. But like when, for when my Frank the Tank comes out. There's literally no stopping me from doing anything. And you're, I mean, you're a fucking different level. Well, it's just, there, I, I think it, you get to the point where there's just no limit. Yeah, like, I, I can, can do consume, anything. I can consume anything. Yeah. Bring me a, a stack of bugs, I'll snort them. <laughs> yeah, there's like, And you just, you'll keep drinking beer until there's no more beer. It's not that you want another beer, need another beer. It's you just, can, though. It's just, there's another beer. Yeah, right. And I'm not asleep, and so I'll And it's a dead man walking yeah. at each point. Oh, yeah, man. There's been so many times where, like, it'll be 1030 at night, and I'll have a bunch of alcohol left, and I have the perfect buzz, and I'm kind of tired. It's like, just go to bed. Call it. You might, you're going to wake up feeling a little bit bad tomorrow, but not that bad. Call it, dude. Call it. And I'm like, after this one, after this one, after this one. Next thing I know, it is 5 in the morning, and I'm sitting there crying, watching, you know, George Jones sing to Tammy Wynette at her fucking funeral or some shit like that. Blunt punt. Hell. Jesus. Speaking of which, oh shit, what day is it? Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday. I got another episode of George and Tammy to catch up on. I'm is so that t- Tammy Wynette and George Jones? Yeah, George Jones. Fucking Michael Shannon's playing George Jones. Oh, I love Michael Shannon. Yeah, me t- it's honestly the only reason I like the series. Like, if he wasn't playing George Jones, it would be kind of just middle of the road for me. Because, like, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm not a complete George Jones historian, but my friend Tyler Mahan Co. is, and I've listened to Tyler's full season-long George Jones uh, season of Cocaine and Rhinestone, so I'm able to watch this show and go, that's bullshit, that's bullshit, y'all just straight up stole that from Tyler, but because Michael Shannon is George Jones, I go, I don't give a shit, I like Michael Shannon, Anything anything he does, like, should Michael Shannon have ever played Elvis? No, but he did, and it ruled, and I loved it. Have you seen that movie? Michael Shannon played Elvis? You, in Elvis and Nixon, Kevin Spacey played Richard Nixon. I, if it's an Elvis movie, I haven't seen it. Unless Dude. it's Clem Bates. Well, you gotta, you got to see this one because it's Michael Shannon. So okay. the whole movie is about this one instance where, and this is a true story, <laughs> Elvis showed up to the White House with a gun. And the whole reason that he was going to the White House is that he wanted to convince Richard Nixon that he cared so much about the war on drugs that he wanted him to, uh, uh, what's the term when you, uh, uh, not inaugurate, but uh, ordain or not, something like that, when you swear someone in. He wanted to be sworn in as a federal agent so that he could help fight the war on drugs. But the And everybody knew this. The only reason Elvis wanted to do that is because federal agents can legally open carry guns and they can't get arrested for drugs. <laughs> so Elvis just wanted to be able to have bags of cocaine on him and carry his pistol everywhere and not get in trouble. So he's like, I'm going to tell Nixon. Hell, I'm Elvis, man. I'm going to tell Nixon I should be a... So he got fucking sworn in. Nixon and, did it? <laughs> of course he did it. So, so that's the story. But like this whole movie is just... Elvis, played by Michael Shannon, going to convince Richard Nixon, played by Kevin Spacey, that he should be... And uh, Elvis's in his posse, Johnny Knoxville plays like his head guy. The movie's fucking awesome. It's insane. What age Elvis is this? Like, at what point in Elvis' uh, This arc? is like close to getting... This is like 
why he became Fat Elvis, okay. but not yet Fat when Elvis. He's about to fall off. Yeah, this is like you know the the Elvis of the fifties and sixties was black shirt, very preppy or whatever, and then he started get into like the white seventy flares. So right when he gets into that, he starts doing more drugs and drinking, which makes him Fat Elvis, which kills him. This is that wonderful in between where he was on the rise to the fall, but not right at the fall. So he was just a lunatic and hitting. And he yeah he had no. No, he, he had, had no, no. There was no, no to him. No, Johnny he got yes. Everything that was he wanted, he got a yes. I like, had always heard if this. the president swears you in because you go to his house and say swear me in. Yeah, there are no, no. You don't get no's. It's but like, like the, uh, Key and Peel thing about uh, Will Smith's kid. Yeah, and they yeah. say no. He's like, what, what is that? What mean? is that? What's that? I don't get it. Uh, he they they showed this in the movie, and I'd heard this story too. But Johnny and they showed it as Johnny Knoxville was the guy in charge of this, and this is true. Elvis had three TVs in every room of his house, but the reason he had three TVs is because the president has three TVs, because the, there was only three channels, and the president had to watch the news and all of them. Well, fucking Elvis had to have the same thing, but almost every day, they had to go get Elvis a new TV, because anytime Milton Burl came on a TV, Elvis would shoot his TV because he hated Milton Burl. And so, Milton Burl would come on, he would shoot that TV, and they would go immediately replace his <laughs> TV. TV. He's not like that big dick motherfucker. He sucks. <laughs> and he Why was, did he hate Milton Burl so much? I don't know. Hated him. I think it... No, it was Milton Burl. He hated him, and so he would shoot the TV, and they would be like, hey, go get Elvis a TV. They're like, wow, what happened? He's like, Milton Burl showed up, and he shot the TV. Shot the TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your your sister and mom do when Barbara Walters comes yeah, on, right? Shoot the TV. Like, Kirby's got eight TVs in her fucking dumpster. Barbara Walters keeps coming on being a cunt. That really shocked me, though, how much your mom and sister hate I knew, Well, it didn't shock me that my sister hated her because my sister is a very progressive person. But usually, if me and my sister hate someone, it means the opposite for my mom. Because yeah. we hate them for a reason that my mom would like them for. Yeah. But no, they, uh, like, I hate Barbara Walters because she was a huge Henry Kissinger supporter. Kirby hates Barbara Walters because she slut shamed Britney Spears. And my mom hates her for that reason, too. Uh, hey, and can we talk about how is slut shaming not an offensive thing already? It's, it's uh, if women say it, it's fine. But what I'm saying is, you're calling it being a slut, so that is shame. If slut is a shameful word, telling somebody they shouldn't slut shame, you're saying, don't shame this slut. You're calling them a slut by saying it's a slut shaming. I think with someone like my sister, what her thing is that the word slut shouldn't be a bad thing. Like, Kirby identifies as a slut. Yeah. Like, before her and Lloyd got together, I mean, Kirby, they got together really quick, but, like, Kirby identified as a slut. Like, Kirby's a, Kirby's a dickhound. Like, she loves... I- She's a beef Yeah, she's a beef hawk. She loves it, and she always identifies. She's like, if me and Lloyd hadn't got together, I would literally have eight different kids by eight different (laughs) dudes. She's like, I'm such a slut. So in Kirby's mind, it's slut should be a positive word. Because, like, if a man... It's taking ownership of the word. Because when a man is a slut, he's a player. And in Kirby's mind, it's like, that should be the same for slut, too. That makes sense. I mean, of course, we know the difference is that it's hard to be a player, but it's Jim Jeffries' joke. It's hard to be a player. It's easy to be a slut. Which is fucking true. But that's Kirby's thing, is you shouldn't shame someone for being a slut. So, that's her whole thing. That makes sense. Uh, I just, I guess I've always thought that, like, the word slut is so, it's so in itself, like, it hurts people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like slut shaming is almost like confirming that they're being a slut. But if if you're trying to take the power back from the word, I like that. Exactly. But men do get to do whatever they want. Of course. And then a woman for the same thing. Yeah, it's like, own it. You know, own it. 
but, the dick. Do the underwear. Yeah. Right. Don't, even wait. Don't even unwrap it. I gotta pee and get I'll my drink. So tell. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'll tell Paul something though, real quick. Did Chris do a magic trick? Uh, I, see, I woke up this morning with just a card. I don't know if he did a magic trick or if so there was a magician. Him. They there, said, what's yeah. your initials? I bet he wrote it down and then yep. they hid the card. Yeah, that's and, exactly yeah. what happened. Paul, I'm just holding a card here with my brother's initials on it. Looked like he was drunkenly tricked at a magic party. Um, yeah, he was drunkenly tricked at a magic party. But that's what happens when you have a magic gathering. Oh, Packers. Is this a pick six? Jesus, I got a P2. Hey, Paul, so I think we're going to call you here in a minute. Uh, we're going to talk Jags, but... I need some meat because the Jags game today was fucking boring. So let's talk about Urban Meyer. I'm just telling you this now because I know you're listening. Oh, shit. That's just a kick return for 102 yards. My God, the referee ran the whole 100 yards. Dude. It's already gone. Yeah. All you got to do is shit and pee a few times. Uh, So the Packers just ran a kickback like 102 yards for touchdown, but one of the referees ran the whole way with the guy. He stayed with him. Robbie, what color was he? I can't say. Baker scrambling. Baker, Baker, Baker! He got that dog in him. Buddy, Baker's about to get a whole new slew of commercials with this L.A. shit. I need one of the... I'm not a superstitious man, but ever since my dad got me this Georgia Turvis Tumblr for Christmas, we've continued winning the same as we always have. <laughs> Anything that's happened in the past two years, I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to try to pick which one is yeah. the thing that's been making us win. Me working out has made Georgia, me like taking an active, um, I got my mental health bet. This is what it is. This is well, God at work. When you and I did get our, when we stopped being so fucked up in the head, the stress of Georgia almost like it when, took care of itself. When we didn't need Georgia to hit anymore, they started to hit. Yeah, which almost makes me glad that they didn't hit when I was younger because I wasn't I would, ready for that. Power. I wasn't either. You're talking about not turning into an Alabama fan. If Georgia had this success ten years ago, yeah, right now you and I would both be the thing, the we biggest piece of be. shit, slick back. I think about that all the time in terms of my career. Like sometimes I look back and go, God damn it, Corey. Like, if you were as disciplined right now when you were 18 or whatever, you would already be, you would have already had done some of these things and you'd be so further along. And then I keep thinking about it and go, you at 24 would not be good no. in Hollywood or in any of this shit. Like, it's a, it's you would a die within a six months. And also having a kid. Like, I'm so glad that I'm just now having a kid because, like, I'm going to rock that shit. When I was 24, when I was 24, having a kid literally would have ruined my career because, I, because like, I was only doing comedy on the side then, so I would have had to give it up. But, like, now comedy's my job. I have to do it more to support my child, so it works in my favor. Yeah. But at it's, 24... It's pushing you the right way instead of the wrong way. At 24, if I had a kid, I'd be a piece of shit. And at 24, if I got famous, I would be a piece of shit. Well, I also think when you think about, like, at what age you experience a taste of success, and that I think that plays into it, too. Like, do you, do you get that taste and then you want more, or do you get that taste... And turn into a piece of shit. Yeah, right. But I think the dangerous part and the scariest part 
is when you identify, like, part of your identity is this team. I'm a Bama fan. Yeah, right. There's so many people that, like, their childhood or whatever, they feel like the success of their team is it. Is they did something to deserve that. And yeah. so they have this sense of entitlement. They're like, Bama rules. My whole life rules. It's like, yeah. now you're 30 and you haven't done shit, but yeah. you've got six rings you're talking about. Yeah. And, like, you have no other personality traits yeah. other than yeah, go, we, we go know Bama. A, we know a guy like that, a uh, Georgia fan, but... Uh, I want to say his name, but I don't hit for him anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah like, what was I going to say? Ah, uh, shit. We were talking about wrapping your whole identity into a team. Uh, early success versus oh, the, uh, oh, the uh, thinking that it's your success or yeah. whatever. That reminds me of that Doug Stanhope bit when he kept hearing he would hear his buddies be like, you know, if we hadn't bailed the fucking English out, they'd be speaking French right now. And he's like, oh, that was us? Oh, was right? that you? That was me and you? I don't remember we were you in, having the mustard. Yeah, I don't remember waking up in the trenches. I remember getting shit-faced and ordering Taco Bell and watching sports <laughs> bloopers. But Dude, I didn't that, know we helped the French. I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with some of our, um, you know, people we grew up with that are still fucking idiots about yeah. <laughs> just about everything. Um, but that the conversation about how unprompted they just defend how great white people are like without anybody <laughs> yeah, saying they're no, not nobody said anything. Oh, we invented this we invented that I'm like you did you, you invented this yeah right oh, Owen you, you didn't do shit <laughs> uh, I don't think you invented uh, anything also, I think that was 300 years ago also it's like been historically proven that so many things that were invented in the 1800s a black person did it and, and, the, and their boss did, yeah like Jack Daniels whiskey it's just now it came out like five years ago that the actual recipe was a black guy yeah. and this white guy took it from like proven like it's been proven and you talk about the worst case scenario company for that to happen for their fan base God. they could it's like they wouldn't even drink Jack Daniels anymore because black man made it it's like no he didn't it's like yeah he did like what do you give a shit how does that change the thing you've been drinking for 40 years doesn't change also why is that so hard to believe that that ha- like dude Edison stole everything from everything. Tesla, and everything. that was a white-on-white thing. Why wouldn't you think that that didn't happen exponentially more with a black person who had with no people uh, who had authority? No rights. Yeah, no, right. No, no only, autonomy at all. Like, no autonomy, no rights, but nobody to help defend them when they got yeah. fucked. Like, yeah, like, who did they tell? They like, weren't even a person, yeah. technically. Who, were, who was the guy going to say, hey, Jack Daniels stole my whiskey? And they're like, okay. you're not allowed to be making whiskey anyway. Yeah, boy. or hang your wife. Yeah. yeah. like you, to, you look at my wife the wrong way. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, so... But anyways, yeah, like, we did this, we did that. Like, no, we didn't do shit. A guy who was way better than you, who just happened to be white, did that. You haven't done a goddamn thing. It's like, you live in your parents' basement and still play video games every night, and, you know, you're 40 years old, you don't have a job, but you helped invent the French fry. Yeah, right, that was you. The printing press. Yeah. That was us. Also, I guarantee you French fries was a black person. Macaroni and cheese was. Macaroni and cheese? American macaroni and cheese. So here's what happened. Here's a story, and I love this little tidbit of history. So macaroni and cheese, even though you wouldn't think it because it seems like the most American way of pasta, was actually French. Back in the 1700s, it was French. And Thomas Jefferson went over to France a lot, and he fucking loved macaroni and cheese. I don't know if they called it that, but he loved macaroni and cheese. So when he got back, he told his slaves about this dish that he wanted them to make. And, of course, they didn't have the same type of cheeses that they were in France. So they just made their own version of this thing. And then black people started making macaroni and cheese. And it became what it is today because Thomas Jefferson was in France and made his slave make it. So, Shit. Yeah. 
So there you go. And he took credit for that too? I think he was like, no, my slave did it, but then he raped the him. The banger, yeah. Yeah, right. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Thomas Jefferson was pretty, uh, he was willing to say that he didn't cook. Like it was a point of pride for him. You know, it's the blacks and the women do all the cooking. Yeah, exactly. i got to do all the stealing. Yeah, the stealing all and the, the pilfering. The stealing and the writing yeah. stuff. Somebody's got to do the pilfering and bezeling yeah. here. And write that fucking, what did he write, that little book? Uh, the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> the Almanac or something yeah. where he just stole stories from. Well, Ben Franklin did the Almanac uh, and I'm, Thomas Paine did the uh, Common stuff. Sense. I mean, dude, I'm sure that Thomas Jefferson was a pamphlet writing motherfucker. No doubt about it. Manifestos left and right. Hey, after you write one manifesto, can you write more manifestos? Or because it's a manifesto. Yeah, mean, does has everybody have one subject. manifesto? If you do like your life's manifesto, because like for instance, our book, can you do another manifesto? Not I'm no, you. not the liberal redneck manifesto. You've already manifested. I think I could do like a cheese manifesto, but like that's the, that's kind of the thing about that book is like. It really started making me understand how a singer or a band, their first album could be such a banger, and then everything set, in their whole and heart and yeah, life. because it took them thirty years to write that one album, and it took them six months to write the yeah. next one. Like they they put it all out there. Like when we wrote that book, we didn't think about it. It was just everything that had been boiling to the surface for years. So if someone said write a follow up to that book, I genuinely I'm willing to admit I'm not talented enough. To, re- to go back over all those things and have more original thoughts on them. The only thing I could do is go, here's how my um, here's how my opinions have evolved on this, but it'd be the same shit. All right. I want 5% of this, but I think here's the next one. Okay, you, Trey, and Drew did the Liberal Redneck Manifesto. Why don't y'all make your wives do a one manifesto, same everything? Well... Can I tell you this? Our wives haven't even read the one that we wrote. That's only better. That's that's true. It's their manifesto. They can't possibly copy it. It's their manifesto. Right. One manifesto. Yeah. And I would love to read Amber's notes. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, have I showed you her notes before? Her sober or drunk notes? I'll, it'll have to be after this podcast because I'm going to have to text her. But she, the other day, or not the other day, several months ago, went to her dad's house and found an old like agenda notebook that she had where every day she would write random thoughts just about people being bitches and stuff yes it's like just everybody's a bitch this yeah this dumb bitch did this in <laughs> class and it is so goddamn funny like it's fucking hilarious the, there are several uh not racial but of the time slurs <laughs> peppered throughout it uh, but you know she this was is what 2001 she was like 14 15 like yeah dude it's so goddamn but she like if you just took all those and put the Amber Roberts this bitch was being a bitch manifesto it'd be wonderful that's what I want to read that and I don't I'll have to get her to send it to us and then I might, I might start this over and read some or we'll save it for the next episode some of Amber's quotes dude I was in fucking tears tears who is somebody that we could compare? Like, it was this an Amber quote or yeah. a Lou or false? A Lou or false? <laughs> Who's somebody else that might have some crazy shit on that level yeah. of thirteen-year-old Amber talking shit about bitches? Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was some real Kanye. Who said it? Amber or Kanye? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. You know, uh, do you know the two girls, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, the si- girl singers? They're comedians. One of them was in Scrubs. You're she was that- me. I'm thinking 
Garp Hulk and Oates is supposed to confuse me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, okay. it's, it's Hulk and Oates it's, and then Art Garfunkel. And Gar, Gar, yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's Garfunkel and Oates. Okay, it's and just a mindfuck. The one is like, she's that kind of D-looking blonde. Uh, and the other one's that little mousy brunette who was in Scrubs. Yeah, look them up. You'll, you'll immediately be like, oh yeah, I know who these people are. Uh, they do. They do. They're kind of. They do like fly to the Concordsy type stuff. Oh yeah, I know those. Girls. Okay, all right. So they, uh, the the blonde one, who by the way, she gets full naked in several movies, and uh, it's it's good to see. Um, she does kind of have a D Reynolds. Yeah, look. she's a D type. So type D. Type so, D. So anyways, uh, they, I she posted a clip of them from 2009 I think and you could tell like it was shittily shot and like they clearly looked like it was 11 years ago and they were on stage doing a bit and the bit was called Hitler or Kanye and dude this is before anyone even thought that Kanye would be go off the deep end but they had assembled all these quotes and they would ask the audience they're like we're going to read something and you have to tell us if it's Hitler or Kanye Nobody got anything right. Like every time, I would, I would, even I would be like, "There is no fucking way that that wasn't Hitler, and it would be Kanye." Did you see Bill Burr's bit on that from uh, like 2017? No. So this was, um, I saw somebody posted a clip of Bill Burr on stage in 2017, and he's talking about Kanye, and he says, "You know, he goes, oh yeah, he goes, if, you if can, he was white, yeah, he would control he goes, the world. If you can take away, if you cannot look at Kanye and just listen to the words he says, and some of the quotes he says, you know, like." Uh, my biggest regret is I'll never be able See to hear myself, myself perform. By the way, do you know that I unironically said that about myself to Trey one time, and I'd never heard the Kanye quote. Oh, we were, I crushed, and I came off stage, and he was like, "Man, that was great." And I go, I go, man, you know, sometimes like. It really upsets me that I can't ever see myself from the audience <laughs> crush that hard. And he goes, you realize Kanye. You're Kanye. Like, he's like, Kanye very famously said uh, that. But yeah, Bill Burr was like, if you just take the words that he's saying and take, don't think of it as Kanye, it kind of starts to sound like, yeah, 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 but like right. he basically said, yeah. Kanye just says Hitler shit. And yeah. This five years ago. Yeah. Years and ago. I think in that bit, he was talking about how like, we're all actually lucky that Kanye is black. Because that's the only thing keeping him from becoming yeah, an actual dictator. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you take this dude's brain and put it in a fucking German. Dangerous. Yeah, and Aaron I mean. Rogers about to get sacked. Oh, eat it. Oh, fuck off, fuck off. Pick go, it up and go, go, buddy. Holy shit, Aaron Rodgers coughed that up weekly. I'm going for the Vikings. Me too. So that the Packers have so many things that have to happen for them to get in the playoffs. I want them to almost get it. And then at the very end, yank away from Me it. too. So the Packers were obviously, and I think this is true for a lot of people. Of course, you've never had a team. But, like, you know, a lot of people, you have your team, and then you've got, like, well, here's my secondary team. Is he down? He's down, yeah. Oh, but here's my second, here's my secondary team that I, I root for when they're not playing my team. And mine as a child was the Packers. I was a primary Dolphins fan with my dad, and the Packers were my number two team. That quickly became my number one team because I was like, fuck my dad, I like Brett Favre more. Anyways, I love being a Packers fan. I love being a secondary Packers fan. I can't do it anymore. But do you do you know what very possibly could happen? And I'm so excited for it to happen. Aaron Rodgers leaves. Carr goes to Stetson Bennett goes to Green yeah, Bay. There you go. Or Derek Carr. Because I like Derek Carr. Well, when we were kids, I, I was a Green You know, I was a Packers fan because of Reggie White yeah, right. and Favre. And then when the Favre divorce happened, I was like, I'm no team. I'm yeah, a free agent that, now. Me too. It I didn't agree. Yeah. But I, my secondary team was the Jags because I felt like you had to have one. You love Brunel. I love Brunel and Keenan McCardell and all that. Tony Brackens was my dude. 
but I felt like it was cool to have an AFC team and an NFC team. Yeah, right. So like, my NFC team was the Packers, but my right. AFC team was the Jags, because right. I told you, Memaw Patsy accidentally bought me some Jags yeah. here, and I'm, I'm I mean, like, that was oh. basically my thing, too. Different conferences. Whitney Bell. Yeah, right. right. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, but you, you got to have an AFC team, and then you're, okay, if they don't win it, who am I going to root for? Yeah, but I've always really loved, the Packers jerseys are one of my favorite. It's weird, because in no other combination would I like yellow and green, but it just works. I really like it. It's good colors for me. I look good in them. But we got the Georgia G. Georgia G. It's perfect. But fuck. But fuck Aaron Rodgers and fuck the Packers. But dude, if Derek Carr goes there, because I wa- I genuinely want to see Derek Carr succeed because he seems like a good dude, and also like he's he with the Raiders, he's been in a borderline Matthew Stafford at Detroit situation every year. Something. And it's not his fault. It was Gruden and. and, and, and and, dude, in every game that he lost this year, he was up by 20 points. And then the deep like, Derek Carr's not a bad fucking a quarterback. quarterback. It's not his He's fucking He's in the middle pack we're talking about. He's yes. pretty good. If he was anywhere else, he could have won a Super Bowl. So, like, Put him I, on the Jets this year? If he was a piece of shit, I wouldn't feel this way. But he seems like a genuinely good dude. And I want guys like that, like Stafford at Detroit. I want them to go somewhere and finally have a year. I want Get that for success. Carr. I want that for Carr. And now, granted, I don't know if he could just immediately do that at Green Bay because it's not like Aaron Rodgers sucks and they're not getting it done. But he's kind of had a fucky season. Green Bay is, to me, the worst place he could go, though, unless they decided. But they've had this thing because of Favre and because of uh, Aaron Rodgers where they don't have to get receivers. Not and right. they never have ever since, like, Favre was there. They didn't go get more new ones. They never were, like, big splash receivers. Right. And with Rodgers, same thing. They ignore that. But uh, with Carr, I thought they'd get him a couple of receivers, and they have to. Well, uh, Devon, Devon, uh, who's his wide receiver, Devontae? Devontae. Yeah, he, I mean. Oh, Cut got picked. I mean, Devontae, I don't know how his contract is working right now, but I'm pretty sure that he's been public about, I'm going where Carr goes. Yeah, he even came out after they benched yeah. Carr and said, like, this is my dude. I'm, 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 I'm at, Yeah, right, like, which I love that shit. I would love if him and Carr both great. came back to Green Bay yeah. and Aaron Rodgers That'd be awesome. by himself. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Oh, yeah, and I forgot about the whole Devontae was there situation. Yeah, so if Devontae and Carr both yeah. go to Green Bay, that'd be sweet. Yeah, and I think that like with a guy like Carr, too, you go, well, Aaron Rodgers is there and he's good, so what would putting someone who's not as good as him on that team do? I think that, like, you know, sort of spirit of the game, like, he would be revitalized. He would be so excited to oh, not yeah. be with the Raiders that he would be like, I can finally fucking show what I do. And sometimes when you've got a player who, whatever you want to call it, diva like Aaron Rodgers, he's the offense is so centrally focused around him right. that they're not actually running plays for everybody else's yeah, best just to shine. They're running it for Aaron. And so like you put in just a slightly worse quarterback, and they run the real plays right. instead of doing whatever they want. Like Gino this year, that's what right. they said. Russell right. was just running his own plays. He don't cook. You put Gino in, and Gino runs the fucking plays, and he's having a it's, having a great year. Gino's not a cook. He's a li- he's a line cook. He's a chef. He's a chef. chef. Yeah, he's a sous chef. Exactly. Like Russell's running the restaurant, and it's a shitty restaurant. Gino knows how to do all that stuff, but the when all the ingredients. But when, when the owner them. of the restaurant says, "I want you to cook duck today," he don't go. That is not what I want to cook. He's like, "All right, we're having duck. We're doing duck. Well, all right, you want to do duck? I'll make the duck. best fucking duck you've ever had." Look at that little piece of shit. <laughs> we immediately saw a kid. It was like, "What a piece of shit!" <laughs> uh oh, Jets. Nope. Never mind. Uh, I know you can't hear me, but I also wouldn't mind if Carr went to the Jets. That would kind of hit. Yeah, right. 
I mean, literally anybody but Zach fucking Wilson and Mike White or whatever the fuck his name is. Is it Mike White? Paul, what are your Jags? Oh, yeah, you can't hear me. This is later. I don't know what's happening in the Jags game. It's weird. Like, is it? Oh, is the Jags game over? Is the Jags game over? Oh, okay. Well, I'm an idiot. No wonder it's not showing up in red zone. Ah, and down goes Mike White for the Jets. That strong front from the Seattle D coming to uncook the cooker. Uh, Mike White got sacked. Is Stidham cooking today, though? Yeah, he's cooking. He seems to be cooking. Which kind of upsets me. (laughs) Well, I saw Darren Waller say a very mature thing, and I feel like professional athletes aren't always the most mature. Of course not. They've been boys all their whole life. But Darren Waller came out and he said... uh, Okay, that's a penalty. They were asking him about, you know, because he loves car, but also he was like, look, he said, in my position, he said, it doesn't have to be one or the other. He goes... I fully love uh, Stidham and think he can do well, but I can also still say Carr's my boy, and I think he would have done well. Yeah, like, right. I think I believe in. It's both not of one these or the guys. other. Yeah. It doesn't have to be binary. Yeah. You don't have to go fuck this guy because I like this guy. Yeah. You can go, hey, guess what? He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't start a coup to get Derek yeah. Carr out there. Like he's he's and he's on your team. So it's like, look, whoever the quarterback is, we got his back. Yeah, right. Like like you think that he's supposed to go? Nope, y'all, I'm not playing. You got to play yeah. Carr. Like no, he, this is what you play for. You to get your fucking opportunity to shine. How many games this year did a position player go out and another guy came in? So it, whether it's quarterback yeah. or the left guard, it doesn't matter. Dude, like, with those guys, it's like it's all business. Like even if it doesn't mean like. Oh, that they'll make me the starting quarterback. It, it enhances their value for another team to get them off waivers and be like, "Oh shit, man, our quarterback sucks. Let's let this guy do it." And it, regardless of what happens, like if you're the team that has those two quarterbacks, it hurts you none if you need if you know you need to get one of them to raise the value of the other one. Right? You know, like let the backup play. Then you can trade him for a draft pick because he, did, he had two good games. I mean, it also changes. If you've got two quarterbacks like that that can come in, it also changes the way another team prepares for you and shit. They're like, oh, God, who the fuck? I mean, granted, there's the old adage, and this is true, if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But, you know, depth is never a bad thing. That's one Baker. of those. Uh, that, that adage, it, while it has rung true, it, I feel like it's one of those mentalities that's that old school of like, no, quarterback. He's yeah, got to have his confidence, and it's yeah, his right. team, and he's in control. He's the leader. He's the alpha. It's like, no, whoever's the quarterback is yeah, playing quarterback. That's true, because it's like, look, man, uh, Alabama a couple years ago, they had two quarterbacks, and they uh, were both real fucking good. When Florida won with Chris Leak and Tebow, I yeah, think they right. had two. Yeah, know? right. No, you're right. It, it's I mean, just, it's now it, when teams back in the day, when it was like, you got to let just this one guy ship, ship the other guy off. Well, yeah, if you piss off this guy, you can turn it into zero. I mean, there are certain dudes that, like, the, the one of the reasons that you want them out there is not just for their skill. It's that they're a good leader, and, you know, I, I totally understand that. Like, if there was somebody, if Brady's backup right now was equally as good, if not better than Brady, you still fucking put Brady yeah. in because you're like, no, they don't want to see us bench Tom. Immediately devalue him. Or exactly. Like, what, 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 what do we not know that they know? Yeah, what, what, they know? what happened? Uh, do you believe the Stugat type of Brady retiring a Patriot and going back? Hell no. He's cooking. Oh, God damn it. Fourth and inches. Like, I get that Stugat's just makes it's up It's a take. Yeah, it's, it's a take. It makes up takes, but I guess I just don't see 
how or why either party would want that. Like, if he goes back to the Patriots, he's got a shitty roster. Right, he wouldn't want it. They don't need an old quarterback. They need somebody to start And if he with. goes back to the Patriots, the expectations are you and Belichick are going to win again. Super Bowl. If he goes only... to the fucking 49ers. Baker! If he goes to the 49ers, number one, he's already in a position to win. But the I think the pressure is not as much because it's like it's a different team, whatever. But if you're the 49ers, do you fucking want him? Do you want 46 uh, year old Brady or do you want Brock Purdy who's already? I think, I think that like there's a certain type of San Francisco fan, not necessarily their coaches, but there's a certain type of San Francisco fan that will go, yes, I want to be able to objectively say that the greatest, the two greatest quarterbacks of all time, both played here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's a fan. That's Even not a business decision. It'd be, it'd be more like a mercenary at this point. But like, like a 46-year-old quarterback. When you look at, from a business standpoint, as the San Francisco people, obviously they look at wins first and foremost. But a guy like Brady, but a guy like Brady brings a ton of value to you without even wins. Yeah, but like, like wins and losses is maybe like the general manager's concern. You owners, know, like yeah. The, owners the, is putting butts in the seats. The, the president of football operations and the GM want to win, but like the company is still company. So like, sure. if you bring in Brady and your value of that team goes from And two, it does. It would literally go from say $2 billion to $4 billion would. just from Brady. Well, you don't care if you win as many games, well, but exactly. you probably will win as many games. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, we just proved it. Like, had just having Tom Brady in San Francisco for one to two years, would the San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, would be better for it. Maybe, but what I guess what I'm saying is, if Brock Purdy is 25 percent, if his ceiling, if he only gets to 25 percent of what he's shown now. You've got a twenty-three-year-old franchise oh, quarterback. Oh, I, oh, I'm for fifteen years. Ago. I don't think they should. I don't but think they should trade. I, I guess what I'm saying is like, so yeah, Brady. You know, it would immediately go up in value just because he's there. But but then two years later, you're but, fucked. But fifteen years of being relevant might yeah. be more valuable oh, than one yeah. or and, two. And, you know? and those guys, the re, I mean, a lot of times the reason they are the way they are is because their dad had a thousand billion dollars. But the reason they stay that way is because they look fifteen years in the future. They don't make lottery ticket yeah. business decisions. I, I think the only way you go for a Brady is so you know the Dolphins were trying to get Brady in the offseason. They got that'd be a good pickup for them because they still thought Tua was terrible. Yeah, and right. They, now he's kind of questionable. Probably pretty good. He's but like, good. You can't count on him yeah. though. But they needed something as far like 49ers, They don't really need. No, something I mean like they're going to win the Super Bowl without a Brady. Why do you get? Why do you change regimes? If you've got what, what I see in San Francisco, they might have the next Brady already. Yeah, right. Don't take away his steam now. Yeah, like, right. I didn't do it. They're gonna have to figure out what to do with Trey Lance and Garoppolo already. Yeah, because right, like you fucking you let Brock Purdy go to get Brady, and then Brock Purdy goes to let's say the Raiders or whatever, and then Brady's gone in two years, and now the guy that you had is beating the shit out of you every, every year for fifteen years. Yeah, for fifteen years, like it's a bad look. Gino. Cook, cook, baby. Oh, oh God. boy. Drop the grease. Put it in the freezer. Put the grease in the freezer. Look at that piece See, of shit. See, I also love the thing. cheese heads. It is the coolest I would, Yeah, I would never, well, I, I have worn one, but like, I wouldn't be that guy, but I love to see it. I love to be a part of it. I love to be around stuff. Yeah. Or at least know that it's happening. Yeah. Like, I would never go to a Georgia game wearing the fucking Road Warriors spiked uh, fucking shoulder pads glad it's there though you want to know that I want to know that it's there yeah, yeah. It's I'm like not when, I'm not painting my head glad you are it's like when, when we get like a cute little frou-frou kind of cafe restaurant in the neighborhood it's yeah. like 
I'm glad it's there, and I hope they do well. I'm I not going. Have to go. Yeah, I'm not going. But I love when I drive by and I see the people in there, and like I'm like, I hope they do well. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. I'm I, want going it, home. I want it to be here. Yeah, yeah. Like Randy Tutton has season tickets to the Titans, and so you know, every now and then I could go to a game every year, but I'm usually busy. But forever, and that guy's still there, down like two rows from Randy. This other guy has season tickets. He's a fucking super cool Ving Rhames looking black dude who wears leather jackets and the Samuel L. Jackson hat. And every single time the Titans get a first down, he stands up, turns around and goes, move those chains, move those chains, move those chains. And and after the first couple, everybody gets in on it. And I look at that guy and I'm like, in a million years, I would never do that shit. I'm so glad that you're here. Though. Someone's here. To I'm do that. so glad that you're here to fill but that void. Every little thing, like accountants, I'm glad people know that, and like pro- web programmers, I'm glad yeah. that people do that. But the guy who's at the game screaming, yeah, never in a million. Years no, me either. Be. But I want him there. If I met him. I probably wouldn't like him. Of course, but I want him to be where he He's is. He's a character in this in this drama that we're watching. Like football is not just about the X's and O's. It's about the. You know, it's about the experience. It's a soap opera of violence. Yeah, and so, I mean, that, and obviously that's why, like, people who are super into sports also get super into the trades and where people are going because, like, that's the – we like the financial drama. We like all that all shit. Off the field issues. Because it makes it, like, football is objective, but we also like subjective stuff that we can take sides and have opinions on. Like, you can't have opinions on who the fucking Super Bowl champion was. They won the goddamn game. But you can have opinions on if this was a dumb fucking trade, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, I mean, it makes to where the game you can follow it in so many different ways, yeah. and it you, it becomes a more immersive experience. Yeah. So even we didn't even talk about fantasy. I know a lot of people that's a bulk of, but like any of the things that you can add to the experience, wonderful. The people in the stands, the few NFL teams that have a band playing, like the Ravens yeah. have a band, like. Those that's awesome. things add to the Mazenson. Yeah, the Mazenson, the uh, the je ne sais quoi. That's too much time, Mike. I just. Keep By the going. way, do you know what je ne sais quoi means? Something to do with rattlesnake. When someone says that has a certain je ne sais quoi, it's literally the same as when a redneck goes, "I'll tell you what, it's hotter than I don't know what." Genesequa means I don't know what. Like I can't. It just sounds so fancy that you've always thought he has a certain genesequa. But all that means is he's got something that I don't know what it is. And it's yeah. It's a fancy way of saying I don't know how to say these. Yeah, really, it really is. It's a person admitting that they don't have the proper. They're not smart enough to say the words. But but when you say it in that accent, it's like hell yeah, he's got genesequa. Yeah, genesequa. Yeah. That's uh, another one of my favorite little factoids. My nephew Wells is one of the only people I've ever met who, like, most kids, if you ask them, what are you doing or why are you doing that, they'll make up some shit. <laughs> like, well, because I, you know, or, Wells, Wells, what are you doing? I don't know. And why are you do- I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just little. <laughs> Ooh! God damn it. That's intentional grounding out of the end zone. Was that not intentional grounding? Dude, the, the intentional grounding rule has gotten so waffly around to me that I that sometimes now there will be what I used to believe was a clear intentional grounding, and it's not. And then there will be something where I'm like, no, he was outside the pocket. And they're like, yeah, but he didn't get across the line. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. but it's So it's he has to be outside of the pocket. The ball has to go across the line of scrimmage, and there has to be a receiver in the area. In what world was, in what world was he outside of the pocket? But there was a receiver in the area. Okay, right, fair. Yeah, nah. there was a receiver in the area. I didn't see the receiver. 
in the I mean, fucking area. In the vicinity. It was not too But he, w- he was such not in the vicinity that if there was pass interference, they would have claimed it was uncatchable because he wasn't close well, enough. So you know what they do now? When, a, when it's a pass interference, um, used to it would have been a pass interference that was uncatchable. But the rule is, like, so if, if it's an uncatchable ball and I, pat, I do what would be pass interference, but it's uncatchable, well, the rule now is I was holding, defensive holding. Right. So even if it happened last night in yeah. the game, uncatchable ball, that's fine. You can't just grab me because it's uncatchable. I mean, I agree with that for the record, that, like, hey, hold on, you still committed a penalty. Yeah. It doesn't matter like, what but the, the fucking – The ball was 10 yards over my head, but if I yank you back and yeah. don't let you even go to it, yeah. it's defensive holding. It's not interference. It's like if someone's driving 100 miles an hour. And Is they that get, Eckler's second touchdown? Like if someone's driving 100 miles an hour and the police pull them over and they pull over in their house and the cop comes out, they're not going to go, oh, well, you did make it home and nobody died, so I'm not giving you a ticket yeah, for 100 fine. miles an hour. It's like you still fucking did it. Well, that, that's, It's to prevent it from happening again. To me, that was always the mystery of uh, Dudes of Hazard. Yeah. Was the, the whole premise of that show and the stupid movie – was once they got what, back home. whatever crime, if you can just get out of the sight yeah. of the police, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Good. Yeah. You get to go, and then the next day when you see a cop out, you just tip your hat. Yeah. Ah, I mean, oh, yeah. like that does not exist. I know a guy that got pulled over. Like he, the cops started following him, you know, a mile or two before his house. Well, he got all the way in the driveway. I mean, and I, then I did t- that. Did you get a DUI in the? No, driveway? I didn't get it. No, no, no. no. I got well, out saying, of it. This is something I, th- I, actually, I actually successfully Dukes of Hazarded it. This is I, I know the cop that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. No, this person actually got the DUI once they were parked in their car and they were like, "I'm home." And the cops yeah. like, "I've been matter. following you for two miles. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't just be here and then <laughs> yeah, you weren't you driving." Still did like, it. I saw you get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. I was fucked up with bone <laughs> cancer on pills, and I think it had a few beers. And uh, I pulled out of the horseshoe, and this certain cop started following me. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going home. Got home, pulls in behind me. I got out. I just started walking up. He's like, hey, stop. I just turned around, flipped him off, walked in the house. And he came up and knocked on the door, and my mom answered and goes, get the fuck out of here. I'm not dealing with this. And he left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you... Uh would know the police officer I'm talking about since there's only usually one or two in our town but yeah. uh, you won't be surprised I think you could guess which one um, pulled me over one night near the horseshoe in town yeah. and uh, said do you want me to follow you home or call your dad and get him to come follow you home Yeah. and I said you can follow me home <laughs> yeah. and so he or she yeah. <laughs> followed me home that and, is how uh, I describe that person <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again one of those uh being in a small town, being the right color at the right time. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, yeah. Want, do you want to? You want me to follow you home, drunk, sixteen year old, or do you want me to call your dad to come? What do you think? Yeah. Who uh, chooses that? Who takes the blue pill in that scenario? Actually, yeah, see what dad's up to. Hey, yeah. to him in a few hours. I feel I feel more comfortable if you call my dad. He loves getting random calls from the police. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long have we been sitting here talking? Three hours? Two hours? Uh, two hours and one minute because it just started over. Uh, how did Paul like the Bonanza episode? He hasn't said anything. Uh, I've, I didn't know if he would even acknowledge I'm it. I'm certain he didn't listen to it. Should we call him and see? Oh, yeah. We got a cow. Cow. Where is he at? Yeah, I just decided, because I, I didn't even have that one ready to go, by the way, but as soon as he said, I really missed the episode, I was like, I'm going to put that shit out right now. 
Bonanza. I thought you were kidding me. You said, I'm just going to put an intro and then just <laughs> the audio from an episode of Bonanza. Which, yeah. by the way, it would be the first one of these podcasts that my dad would have enjoyed. Yeah, right. And I titled it, uh, Pigskin Picnic. What a Bonanza. What a Bonanza. <laughs> it sucks, though. I got, like, a bunch of new paid subscribers yesterday who that was probably the first thing they saw. And they're like, oh, God, I don't, this don't uh, come for me. This is, hey, Paul. Cow, Paul. Are you, are you sick? No, I'm just laying on the ground. <laughs> Why are you on the ground? I don't know. I'm hungover and tired, so I'm just laying on the ground so my baby could crawl on me. Carpet? I don't know. You don't know who's on the carpet? You don't know carpet, hardwood, tile? I'm on carpet, which I have to replace this carpet because we spilled... Uh, or the girl who slept on a couch spilled cheese sauce that I made all over it. Dude, couch girls love spilling cheese so sauce. So you could just pee right now and it's fine. I know. Like, I was like, well, shit, I guess I need to replace this carpet. But I guess I'll wait until after the national championship game in case we ruin it even more. Yeah. Oh, that, but here's the thing. Now you're going to ruin it even more because you know that you can. It's just like when there's a little pee on the seat. And you yep. just let go it go. Ahead, pee the rest Dude, of it. You're going to have a new cheese floor by next Tuesday, <laughs> <Yeah>. buddy. <laughs> Fuck it up. Yeah, I was like, oh, she peed everywhere. I was like, oh, no. Just throw her bowl of cheese. Yeah, you just give her a bowl of cheese. She needs some cheese. She needs some cheese. <laughs> How are you guys feeling today after that game? Uh, thankful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost surreal. Like, I, it seems like it can't happen. A game like that shouldn't happen for us. But when it does, uh, you know, it feels weird. Corey and I were both talking earlier. We just didn't really know how to feel this morning. Just so used to being on the opposite end of that game. Like, where yeah. it just falls apart for us instead of working out by one point. Yeah, that was crazy. It, it really doesn't seem real. Because, like, you know, we were pretty much behind the whole game and then for it to end like that and the missed field goal was just like how does that happen to us I um, set a record yesterday for the earliest I've given up on a at what ended up being a victory <laughs> yep, I, remember, I think I was you guys were both in the second quarter I was, having, I, the I, I was trying to rally both it was 21 to 7 <laughs> and in our group text of me and you two it was all doom and gloom. I was like, "Yo, it's the first quarter. It's the second quarter, dude." I was, I gave up at fourteen to seven. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many times you went to bed last. So Corey, <laughs> Corey went to bed more times in last night's game than he got born again when we were kids in Sunday school. Free Bible. Every time they give you a free Bible, Corey would accept Lord and Jesus Christ as his savior. You get a new fucking book. <laughs> did, did Corey actually stay up to the end of the game? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and then he had to go pick up drunk people That, that actually saved me. Amber texted me and she's like, hey, I have to go pick up Kirby. Will you go with me? I had the goodies PM in my hand ready to put it in my mouth. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I better not do this. And I was like, well, if I'm going to stay up, I'll watch this dumb fucking game. And so, I mean, I didn't, the only part of the game that I missed was the six minutes it took me to put together the pigskin picnic episode that I put out last night. <laughs> I, left, I left and yeah. did that and then came back in. This is what was so great, though. I left and did that and came back in, 
and didn't realize that I had paused the game. Like, I didn't realize that I'd done that. So I clicked a button, and I start watching. I'm like, God, this is bullshit. And then I looked, and I go, holy shit, I'm 15 minutes behind. I hit live, and we were, like, tied. And I was like, what the fuck just caught happened? Caught up instantly. Yeah, caught up instantly. So you didn't get to see the timeout happen live. That the cur- Which, by the way, Paul, you tell me if I'm wrong on this, but... The Kirby Smart timeout, obviously the greatest timeout in the history of college football. Well, he had two last night. But was it not also the most look-at-me Kirby wanted to be the star of the game? Kirby really was sad when they gave Stetson the MVP because Kirby <laughs> fucking wanted the MVP. And I was like, shitting on him so bad. Well, they, they said even, like, there were a couple of coaches in the box that apparently, like, called out, hey, they're in the formation where, you know, it's not their normal punt formation. But then Kirby, in his interview, he said, I just had a gut feeling. Yeah, yeah. And I called the timeout. It's like, they just said the other coaches in the box <laughs> said that they were running the other formation. And then somehow Kirby changed it to, I had a gut feeling. Where do you think the gut feeling came <laughs> from? <laughs> a gut feeling from the coaches in the box who I will not name. He's a genius. He's got these voices in his head. He just hears from heaven above. They're 40 feet up in the air watching the formations. Oh, it was a gut feeling. Staticky. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I was, uh, of course, my mom read it all day, just reading different threads. And just seeing that there was actually like 12 players on the field, I'm like, well, that kind of takes away from it. Yeah. It's like they called it. Yeah, I mean, either way, it, it doesn't take away from the that he made the perfect, awesome decision. But the fact that the outcome, either way, you know, maybe ultimately wasn't as critical as we thought. But hey, they might not have caught the twelfth man on the field because that happens too. That happens all the time. Which is seems bizarre that you could have a play in the college or pro where the referees don't notice there's that extra dude. They were shit last night. Yeah, but also. It makes you think, like, how- yeah, and now you've got the internet, social media trolls that can go back and find every play. We're like, oh, there are 12 men on the field, 12 men on the field here. Well, there's that famous example from this year, the Seahawks and the Raiders, where the Seahawks player came on off the sideline to block on a oh punt. Oh, my God, he got excited. And, and yeah, and like, and it, it, the Raiders scored a touchdown on that, but if they hadn't have, it would have been a huge fucking deal. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh. That was crazy. Uh, I, I know I was texting with you guys before and during the game, but I, I got the adrenaline I wanted, and I told both of y'all I wanted the adrenaline. Ooh, cook. And uh, I think that was it, though. I'm, I'm good with a 50 to nothing. Uh, <laughs> next week, I'm good. I, I, my, I need it. I got my adrenaline now. I, I need to uh, to move on, but I don't know, man. I was, I'm not ready for another. I can't do another game like that. Like I, I prefer blowouts where I can I was, I was 0% surprised, though, that Ohio State came out bombing. Like oh. I, I expected them to do that. Yeah, it definitely 100%. shut down anyone who thought that they shouldn't be there over Bama. And I heard like I heard so many of the people basically saying before the game, like, Ohio State, you know, up and down on the roster, like, they can't even hold Georgia's jockstrap. Shit. But after watching that game, I'm confident they could hold anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, they look great. I mean, they definitely have a really talented team. No, no, I just meant they can hold <laughs> anything. They held every fucking play. They held at least two or three of our defensive linemen. They held our receivers. They fucking held, you know how they say there's holding on every play? Literally last night, they held every play and somehow, I don't know. Here's it, the, Georgia never wins when that's the case, but they did. Here's the difference. Like, Yes, there is holding on every play, but it doesn't mean that that particular holding affected the play, so they don't give a shit. 
But last night there was holding on every play that affected the yeah, play. Holding the holding yeah. the, the, that yeah. led to a good outcome no, exactly. for their team and yeah. bad outcome for like Georgia. of course if somebody on the blind side is holding it, it didn't really matter because they rent like who gives a shit? Let's just not call. Oh it my anything. god, Devontae Holy Adams just shit. made the catch of the year. Holy shit! Are you watching Paul? Oh, that's even better. Well, Devontae Adams just did the thing you do when you have a Taco Bell in your house. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's been the rest of the Raiders season. This is actually beautiful. Oh, my God. Toe tap. Got one. Drug it. Two, buddy. Yep. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, insane. Well, he's going to go number three overall in the draft if he wants to whenever he decides to go. Yep. Is, I've never seen seen that before. Like that was crazy football IQ and agility out of a freaking white tight end. I can't believe that shit. I mean, it's it's like he does the Gronk stuff, but he can also do like the Antonio Gates stuff. But he's also a running back when he gets the ball. It's there's not a lot of dudes like that. Apparently, he was he had the flu this week. He had the flu. So this was a flu game. God, that was such yeah. a great fucking catch. Yeah, he was, like, sick before the game, during the game. Like, that's why they weren't using him as much. Until Washington got hurt, then they basically had to leave Brock out there the whole game. I noticed that, too, when when Washington came out, Brock was pretty much in the game the rest of the time. Yeah. With the fucking flu. With the flu. It was crazy. Yeah, I heard not having Washington definitely hurt. I mean, that's the thing, like... Oh, we had our injuries, blah, blah, blah. Like, so did we, dude. Everybody has their injuries. Like, that's part of football. That's part of late seasons. That's part of every football season ever is who is healthy. That's part of the equation. Yeah, that's how that's how it works out. Like, you can't use that as an excuse. Oh, I saw it all over Twitter last night with all these Ohio State people like, oh, great, you beat a team with all these. I'm like, yeah, dog, that's how that works. That's part of football. (laughs) We did. We did beat y'all. Hey, and you know who injured your best player? When our safety knocked his fucking head off. And it was legal. It was a clean hit, no targeting. We just bullied him out of the game. And so that's football. Marvin. Well, yeah, that was it. Was, definitely wasn't targeting, but then that that Michigan TCU one. That, that was, was targeting. targeting. Yeah, that was targeting for sure. For sure. No, we were just talking about that earlier. That like, if anybody deserved to get fucked, it's Michigan. But that was still like, as a football fan, it's like, oh, dude, no. Spirit of the game. Spirit no, of the game. No. Not okay. They did a. I saw one of the uh, the NFL roughing the passers yesterday happen in a college game where I think they it was just TCU. Laid him down. He just laid him. He like yeah. literally. Oh, it was a TCU linebacker yeah. that was a lacrosse player in college before. So TCU's middle line linebacker. football middle linebacker. I mean, he played, but he was a lacrosse player yeah, right. at Navy or something, right. and then he transferred to play, and he bulked up, and now he's middle linebacker for TCU. So That's we'll see crazy. him next week. But he came back and just he touched the quarterback as the quarterback let go of the ball, and I think it was a. Uh, What's the quarterback's name? For TCU? No, no, for uh, Michigan. Oh, I don't uh, know his name. McCarthy. Okay. He just goes like th- with his one hand as he threw it. Yeah. And McCarthy falls down, and they caught a rough in the passer. He didn't even hit him. Like, none of his body except for his hand. Pussies. Uh, the, but the college refs watch the pro games, and they start thinking that the rules have changed for college. And it's yeah. like, no, this is still not a rule here. Like, no, the, no. Make, the they, rules are different. Slap them up in college. Yeah, let the boys play. They don't get paid as much. That's a different game. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. But how do you feel? How do you feel about the uh, us playing TCU? Oh, it's the best. I, I, you know, I hate when we play teams that have um, boring colors. That like, 
if we played Ohio State, two off-going red. I don't like I our red, red, red games. versus red, red. Kansas a different City, red. San Francisco Super Bowl is the worst Super Bowl. Oh my ever. god! And like last year when Georgia played Michigan, that the color fucking clashed so bad. I can't stand it. But like TCU, yeah. I'm excited to see us play a different color scheme. And like, when have we ever played a fucking horn frog? Never. It's frogs versus dogs. Frogs and dogs, baby. Slop it up. Sloppy steaks. Yep. I'm so excited. Plus, I didn't want to have to play Michigan because I think they're better. I, I did too. I thought Michigan was a better team, and I did not want to play them because I don't think we beat them. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to lacrosse or linebackers, but I do think that if Georgia has to play a team and their linebacker was a lacrosse player, yeah, we're okay. I'm good with that. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> Middle linebacker was a lacrosse player. Or this could be setting up for Cinderella. I mean, that's it, it kind of feels like when Boise State did their whole, uh, that bowl game thing, yeah. the, the Statue of Liberty so, play. Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. So that's it. That's a, that play is David and Goliath. Oh, yeah. Um, nobody believes in them. But, dude, we've got Stetson Bennett who trumps all David and Goliath shit. So right. even though that yeah, they – their quarterback is more decorated than Stetson, so they can't play this whole, nobody believes in us, because you know what? Your quarterback is a fucking pretty boy diva, and we've right. got just curly-headed Stetson. Also, they're, I mean, this is just how it is, because Georgia is now, they're not Alabama, but they're getting, you know, close to some sort of mantle like that. Now everyone hates us. Yeah. Like, we were America's yeah. team last year when we beat Alabama, but now we're Alabama. So, like, yeah, the us. country is definitely going for TCU. And people all of a sudden, 100%. they... It's so funny that really the only factor that goes into who's the most annoying fans is who wins the most. Of because course. Used to, it was like Notre Dame fans are the worst. and they, Alabama fans, well, now it's just people hate Georgia. Georgia fans have always We've sucked been the, the most shit. Yeah, we 98% suck. of Georgia fans are fucking terrible, and I hate them. But they haven't changed. It's yeah, just right. now the team wins more. So people hate me just by the hat I'm wearing. I would say it makes them better well, because they're talking – Because no one is. Only Christians from Texas. Ladanian Tomlinson hates them. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I think that it's almost gotten to the point where I, I'm afraid to go outside wearing a red hat. Yeah. But not because it's not what you think, like Georgia hat. Yeah, now. yeah, like, right. For so long, I couldn't wear my it's red Georgia hats. It's a bad time hats. for red, yeah. I couldn't wear my red Georgia hats because they look like a Trump hat. Yeah, I don't right. want people to automatically yeah. think, oh, that's a Trump hat. Well, now... All my Trump hats, people think they're Georgia hats. You know, all my, <laughs> yeah. every one of my fucking Trump hats, yeah, you know, people think it's Bulldogs. It's been a really bad time for my whole fashion <laughs> yeah. deal. You've really blown up in yeah. the, uh, the red hat era. Yeah. You started the trucker hat thing right I, after I, Ashton Kutcher I, dropped it I, off. I know. He dropped it. I brought it back. It and went, then Trump was like, that looks good. Dude, That think of the trucker hat. It went from truckers to Ashton Kutcher to you. To Trump. To Trump. <laughs> yeah. That is a fucking wild roller coaster. <laughs> The the Kutcher years were awesome. They were great. Von Dutch. That was the fucking that was the glory days, buddy. The fucking butterfly effect happening too quickly. This is where it goes. Trucker hat fashion. Trucker These games are kind of sloppy. Well, Paul, we want to talk about football, but the whole witching hour was weak. Uh, the Jags won by fucking fifty, so yeah. nothing to report on there. Yeah, perfect game. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, this is weird. I, I'm 
used to that for like Georgia games, but for Jaguars oh. games, I was yeah, but it's pretty surprising. Uh, I heard Golick talking the other day about um, you know he does the is it the Thursday night games yeah. or whatever it is. So um, he looks at the whole schedule like at the first of the year, kind of get an idea of okay when am I going to L.A. When am I going to be in New York and which games are going to get flexed out because nobody's going to give a shit, you know. So he said. Yeah. At the first of the year, when he saw Jacksonville versus Titans at the last game, he's like, "Yeah, that's gonna get flexed out. There's no fucking way I'm gonna have to go to that bullshit game." Right. He's like, "But now that game is coming down. Like yeah, that's the game I want to be game. at. Yeah, like, of course. it's winner takes all. Next week, that's Jags and Jags and Titans don't really have to give a shit this week. Y'all, have they announced the time for that yet? Well, it's the night game. Y'all are going to push our shit directly into our butts. Yeah, I think it's the Sunday night game." If it's a Sunday, because he was talking about it getting flexed out, and only the Sunday night games are the only ones that get flexed out. No way, Dobbs yeah. is beating fucking Taylor, Trevor Lawrence. Dobbs Trevor is Lawrence. beating Trevor Lawrence. I'm telling you, Dobbs is going to impress everybody. I, I hope you are, you are crazy. Dobbs, dude, just look at him. You're looking at the wrong things, Paul. You look at how quick he gets the ball out of his hand and how quickly he goes through his progression and then how much he can use his legs to extend the progression. He is already a a middle-tier NFL quarterback. Is there any quarterbacks who look more like they have cancer than (laughs) Dobbs? He has alopecia, Paul. Look, Paul hates any black quarterback, and we continue every week. Every week, it's if a coach or a quarterback is not white, Paul has some fucking venomous. He looks like he's got cancer. Well, he's got alopecia, and he also has a fucking aeronautical engineering degree, and he's an NFL quarterback, Paul. So you have cancer. So that's how, that's how we ended with you making me look racist again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did that. Hey, yeah, I don't think we've ever made you look racist. We just let you talk, and then whenever you start saying black quarterbacks have cancer, then we cut we cut it right there. And that's it. That's the end of the podcast. This has been the picnic. Yeah, pigskin picnic. Pigskin picnic podcast. Paul, call, call, call Paul as long as you're white and wealthy. Seriously, Paul, next week, I'm telling you, you're going to shit your pants when Josh Dobbs throws for 300 against the Jags. I'm going to be sad because I want the Jags to win. But that looks me- like Nick Foles just left the game to get ribs. <laughs> no, he, got, he, left the, he left the game to get ribs removed. <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles is the kind of guy that he would leave the game at halftime to get two ribs removed so he could suck his own dick. Which coincidentally Andy enough, Reed's like, hey, where'd they go? Where'd you, where'd you put the ribs? <laughs> two ribs? <laughs> you you gonna eat them? Uh, all right, Paul, go lay on the floor with your baby, you son of a bitch. Racist piece of shit. All right, that was Kyle Paul. Kyle And I do think that is actually a pretty decent uh, place to end the pigskin picnic because I want to go home and eat a steak that I've had sitting out. Mm. Uh, so this has been uh, your own part-time funnyman.com. If you listen, we sure appreciate it. And go to uh, get trained at Uncle Bod. Look good. Look better. I've been a real bad representative for you lately, buddy. I'm so sorry. No, the theme is uh, everybody needs to gain 10 pounds over the holidays, and then we'll just cut it back off in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the actually it is better for me as your client to have fluffed up a little bit during the holidays because it, it keeps me with that every man. Have you noticed when I fatten you up and then get you back down? <laughs> like a yeah. pig. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> there's a pattern. I, I've got a calendar in here. I, I do feel great, though, because uh, don't get me wrong, I'm still not where I need to be, but... There for a minute over Thanksgiving, I was like, dude, you're 
you're you're getting fat again. And then I would look at the scale and I was like, no, I'm just not toned. Like I haven't gained the weight. I'm just not toned. But then I got sick for oh, oh my fuck, god, that was amazing. What the fuck? Holy shit! But one handed catch. But then, uh, but Jeez. then over the past couple of days, I've just been sick and not eating a lot. And, but also haven't walked like I normally do. And and I looked at myself in the mirror today, and I was like, "Oh, dude, if you get three work workouts in next week, Back you're, you're fine. Dude, I'll be better." Than so my, my newest trick, you know, I, I love to like enjoy myself, holidays, football, whatever, and then burn it back off. You know, gain five or ten pounds, burn it back off. Most of it's water weight, yeah, lose of course. Weight. But uh, I'm actually I'm doing this today, and it is the most easy and effective way to do the uns. Oh my god! Nice, run it back. Um. Okay, so like the last two days, New Year's, Georgia's in the playoffs. Friday night I got drunk. I ate a bunch of bullshit for Christmas and New Year's. I'm just not going to eat today. Like yeah. I'm not hungry. I don't yeah. need anything. Not at one point since this morning when I woke up have I felt like I need to eat anything. By tomorrow, I'll be back to normal just of not eating for one day. Hey, I'm going to drink six of these waters, not eat. Well, I mean, clearly that's what happened to me because I wasn't – I mean, I was eating because, like, I know that if I'm sick, I need calories to help me. But it was all broth. Yeah. Like, I was just sitting there – and, like, I, dude, I guarantee you my calories were probably at, like, 1,200 or 1,100 for the past couple of days. And I was also drinking a gallon of water, and I was just laying around not doing shit. And Flushing then it through. Good to go. Fucking get sick, bro. And by the way, I'm not encouraging like you shouldn't. Not no, you shouldn't do that. No, 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 yeah. Well, I, I'm just it, it, like if you like my thing here, where I'm I'm fasting for a day. Yeah, don't Karen Carpenter. Well, I so I have enough in my body from the last few days. I could probably go a week. You know, Jesus coming at however long in the desert. Like, it's not like I'm starving myself. Yeah, that was definitely I just, real. I ate, yeah, totally real. The whole Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm not starving myself. There's food in here. There's 8,000 calories oh, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Of course. It's not like there. I'm anorexic now. It's just... Yeah, I, I didn't exert any calories. You didn't so, burn a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But that's what in my brain I was like, no, I'm not actually going to change because while I'm not eating that much, I'm also not moving. But like, I mean, you know. And also, if you don't move, you won't want to eat as much. Cause also, I think... Um, and then I know we've had this conversation before. It's very interesting to Paul and everyone. Who gives uh, a shit? They've already tuned out. They've already gotten, Paul's already was, been racist. I said it was over. Uh, what? Did he hit the referee with his helmet? Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jefferson just crushed the referee with his fucking helmet. <laughs> How does he not out of the game? I think he... Is he? He's taking his shoes off. What in the fuck just happened? I don't know. Romo sounds more every week like he smokes 18 cigarettes before the fucking games. He's got in a cigar game, you know? All he does now is uh, him and Jim Nance smoke cigars after every game. I love that for Probably him. the whole time. I he's love got that a great life him. now, oh, Romo. Dude, he's got the best life. I'm so proud of him. I know I got you the big, the little big hurt thing, but you know what? I, there was two, there was final the three, Romo three finals. There was a... A Romo College, like Eastern Illinois or whatever. Oh, wow. Romo's College bobblehead. And then number two, that I should have gotten this, I kicked myself. Because I don't know anybody that has ironic sports memorabilia. Yeah, right. But there was, at this uh, antique store in New York, there was a Joey Harrington Lions bobblehead. Word. The most dust I've ever seen on a bobble. Yeah, of course. There might be a little dust on the bobble, but don't let it fool you. If it was a Joey Harrington Oregon bobblehead... I could see people being like, he was great, you know, but like Lions. Lions. The only better bobblehead would be Joey Harrington and Michelle Branch playing piano, playing piano and their two bobbleheads. Robert Griffin laying on top <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, 
All right, that's been it for Pigskin Picnic. Go to UncleBod.com, get fucking worked out, and, and uh, we love you. Pigskin Picnic, Pigskin Picnic, Pigskin. It's a dumb show about sports.